So, uh, you know, either way, we, we, we keep it moving. You know how we do. Um, we supposed to start at 8 o'clock. We're a little bit behind, but that's all right. I'll, I can give you the reason why I'm behind. Because uh, I was streaming pretty much all day. And um, it, it's been a blast. And with that being said, once I finished streaming, I kind of got caught up with some stuff around the house real quick and um got myself together and by the time i got that done it was like 20 minutes to eight so i was like yeah i need to hurry up because i like to get started between eight i mean 7:45 and eight o'clock but that wasn't gonna happen so the eight o'clock thing i got it i got it up at eight o'clock but we starting a little bit behind but nevertheless what's going on little uzi bert how you doing uh, hopefully everything is going on with you i haven't talked to you in a while but uh, that's all good. Shout out to everybody who was at the the stream earlier. Had um, really good streams today. Really, really good. And um, that's uh, that's really that was really really cool. Uh, other than that, um, we're back once again today. We're going to talk about um, the NFL conference championship games. And we're going to talk about the the future sports games. We're just going to just have a quick little conversation about that. Uh, this is, uh, I think I said already, episode 205, and um, we're just going to get right into it. Hopefully, Bills will be here shortly. We got DJ81, myself, and uh, DJ, how was your weekend? How was everything? Um, my weekend was okay. I got a chance to check out the the wild and wacky uh, NFL playoffs. Uh, had some of the same things. I felt like history was repeating itself as far as Cleveland is concerned. Of course, we'll talk about that later. Um, and got a little bit more gaming as far as with the, the game Scum. I actually streamed a little bit, just randomly, just test streamed last night on the Twitch channel at, at uh, EVO325. And uh, yeah, um, I'm getting the hang of that game, and I am looking forward to tonight's uh, topics as we talk, as we discuss NFL playoffs and sports gaming. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about sports gaming because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still interested in these sports. Uh, the newer ones, uh, even though they still let me down, I'm a little disappointed in them. I'm still, uh, I still want them to be good. I want to be able to play them. I want to be able to have fun with them. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think the, the fun factor is uh is basically what you make it but when the game is just don't feel like you're a part of something it, it really hurts so at the end of the day when you're trying to play these games and you just feel like you're going through the motions i don't feel like it's fun i mean i had a stream earlier today when i was playing you know madden 08 and ncaa 08 um i literally in those games it just feels like that i'm building something i feel like i'm a part of something i feel like it's a um it feels like it's a, a different type of world in the game. And I think that's one thing a lot of people don't really realize when it comes to these games is like when you're looking at these games, when you're playing them, you want to be immersed to the point where it does take you a little bit out of reality, even if it does feel like a bit of reality. And a lot of these games don't, you know, especially, you know, Madden hasn't been able to do that. It doesn't even feel like you're playing in a season, let alone a franchise. But, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we can talk about some real sports right now. Uh, NFL Conference Championships. We saw what happened the last uh, couple of um, the last couple of games that took place. I'm going to pull up this right here. Let's see. Let's share the screen and we can get right into it. All right. Can everybody see that? Yes, they can. Hopefully you can. I'm going to 
blow this up a little bit more. And there we go. So, um, uh, it kind of reminds everybody about the Madden bracket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kinda. It's a good thing they put that in the game because it was needed. Uh, we have here. Um, we gonna start off here with the Browns and the Chiefs. The Browns uh, end up losing to the Chiefs despite uh, Pat Mahomes have a concussion, quote unquote. I don't think he had one. I think he, I think he got hurt, and they didn't want to disclose uh, the injury to his leg or ankle because he has an, a leg or ankle injury, and um. Because like I think already they're already talking about him like passing with flying colors with this uh protocol or whatever. Like now nah, when you're in concussion protocol, that usually takes at least six days to to even get cleared, and that's going by you know at an exponential you know speed. So you know I don't I don't think he had a concussion because they're like already they're saying that he's okay after one day. I'm not sure about that. See, that's where Bills and I have been having a discussion back and forth, and. I also don't believe he had a concussion. I'm like, yeah, his head may hit the ground, but it didn't hit hard enough to warrant concussion. If you guys watched the the, the tackler, his arm wrapped around the dude's neck and contorted it. I'm thinking there was air, there was oxygen that was cut off to to him, and he blacked out basically. It wasn't from the contact; it was from the fact that he looked like he got choked. He looked like he got choked out on that tackle with his neck contorted. And then, you know, he wasn't all the way there when he tried to get up because he looked like he had just woken up. Like, you know how, like, you wake somebody out out of a uh, sleep? They're, like, dead sleep, and you wake them up, and they're like, ah, 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 and they're all mm-hmm. just discombobulated and all that. That's what Pat Mahomes looked like. That didn't look like a concussion woozy. That looked like I just woke up um, because I – lost oxygen so and plus the fact that they allowed this man to run down the steps as he was being being looked at to for, for this concussion i'm like no you have somebody walk with him slowly yeah that's what i'm saying that they're talking about from a high elevation to a low elevation you supposedly have a concussion so yeah right and i was say i don't think he had one i mean i understand that they you know they want to say that's what it is or whatever and it's cool but trust me when everything is on the line, he's going to be playing on um on Sunday or Saturday, whenever they're playing. They're going to be, but he's going to be playing. I mean, the stakes are too high, and you know all this stuff about uh, concussions going to go out of the window. Um, but nevertheless, the Browns had a chance to win this game, and it would have been nice to see because you know you always like to see the underdog get ahead, and and, and it'd be a cool story. Literally but, the underdog, you know. But uh, I think I think the Browns would be okay uh, if they continue on what they're doing. They can they can end up being a really elite team, honestly. I mean, everything they got in place is right there. They may need a couple of more pieces on defense, and they may want to get another receiver. But uh, you know, other than that, you know, I like what they have. They have a pretty good, you know, a solid team, and we'll see how that goes. But other than that, you know, the Chiefs are still the better team at the end of the day, and they move on to play the Bills. Now, the Bills versus Ravens. The Bills are, you know, overall they're still a this is a team they still want to figure out. You know, they end up beating the Ravens. Uh, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson and the way that he plays, and they don't know if that's going to be sustainable and all this other stuff. I, I mean, personally, I don't know. I mean, the main thing is you just got to go out there and perform your best. And uh, I think he's fine. I think they'll be good enough to get to the playoffs. If anything, over the hump from there. After that, I don't know. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But 
the Bills right. played a pretty good game overall. Defensively, they did good. Offensively, was so-so. They end up getting the win. Uh, the pick six from uh, the end zone pretty much broke the Ravens back. I think after that, it was a done deal. Regardless if Lamar Jackson was hurt or not, I don't think they would have came back from that. So, yeah. uh, I think really, honestly, the story of the Ravens is that they were one-dimensional. One and I don't mean like one-dimensional like run versus pass. I mean like one-dimensional as far as who they would go to, whether it was, you know, Hollywood Brown or their tight end. Those are the only two targets that he trusts. Um, right. And then in the run game, it's either he'll run the ball or uh, Ray Rice uh, 2.0 will run the ball. And I know they just released Mark Ingram. So it's, it's one of those things where he definitely needs more targets. I don't think he necessarily needs a true number one because I have that same. I'm like, even though I've, I feel like with, if I refer, I may refer to Washington, we have a growing number one. But I felt like even then, we don't need a true number one. We just need targets that can make plays. And I think the Ravens outside their tight end and, and Mark, what's his name? Marquise Brown? But they call him Hollywood. Other than them two, and that's what technically caused the interception because Jackson went to his tight end who was bracketed on the play. Bills and I talked about this too. And dude just baited him. And that pretty much was the was the ball game, was that moment right there. Because, you know, if if he had more options, like if maybe if Des Bryant was a decoy, give the defense something different to look at. Des Bryant's not on the field, then it's just like, sure, we're just gonna double their tight end, who's not really that much of a threat, or we're just gonna bracket uh Hollywood Brown. I don't uh, having a number one receiver is never a bad thing. You know, if you need one, you need one. Hell, having more receivers is never a bad thing. I mean, you never you never heard a team like saying, "Hey, this team is losing because they got too many receivers." So, I mean, I'm not going to say they need a number one, but it would not hurt to get get one if they feel like none of the ones they have are, are not a number one and they need somebody that will fill that role. I think it'll always be a good uh situation for them. And uh with that being said, the Ravens should be fine. I still, the jury to me is still kind of out on Lamar Jackson's throwing. But everybody say that he's a good throw, he's decent, he's all right. But some of those throws that he had in the in this game was not good at all. They were like they were like pretty bad, and that's something that he needs to work on. I mean, whether it be footwork, whether it be vision, whether it be just uh accuracy or whatever the case may be if they just need something as far as uh someone that they can throw like short passes to that would be great but uh, i think at the end of the day um something there has to be worked on he just can't play at the level that he's playing because it's just not a winning formula yeah it looks good when you're running flashy and you're doing this that and the third but you got all these players around you that can get you far in the playoffs you just need to be just a little bit more accurate or just a little bit more, um, you know, mindful of what you're doing on the field. And I think at the end of the day, they'll be okay. I mean, they got rid of Mark Ingram. They're probably going to end up trying to get another running back because I don't think J.K. Dobbins is is uh, the guy that can run run the ball on uh, three downs or whatever or be on the field every uh, for three downs. So they yeah. may get someone else. So, I, I mean. They thought that about Ray Rice. They're, like, built exactly the same. They run exactly the same. I think, I honestly. Yeah, I, the thing about, I, the thing about Ray Rice, can. though, Ray Rice Ray Rice can be on the field for all three downs. I'm not sure if J.K. JK Thomas could be that guy. I, I mean, maybe so. He's only a rookie. But well, from what I see, it just doesn't seem that way. Maybe, you know, 
when the beginning of next year comes through and uh, we'll see how that plays out, maybe that'll be the case. Well, but as the, of right now, I don't see him being a feature back. I just don't see it right the now. Main, the main thing they have to do with the Ravens is stop making the pistol formation an exclusive formation just because of Lamar Jackson. If you really trust Lamar Jackson, and I think they're losing their offensive coordinator. I think I'm not exactly sure I did hear something, but um, expand the playbook, expand the formations. Don't give teams the same look. I know, uh, what's the name? Uh, Jared talked about, we, we've been calling for Greg Roman's head. It, his passive concepts are high school. Yeah, if you're throwing vanilla concepts passing-wise in the playoffs, you're going to get killed. And technically, even though I feel like Lamar Jackson can should by now be able to see the field better, you got, again, to go along with more targets, you got to give them more options as far as passing plays and looks. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can agree with that. I think at the end of the day, excuse me, I think the Ravens will be fine. It's just that you you gotta have, get you have to have Lamar Jackson in a setting where he's comfortable at throwing the ball. And um, there are times when he looks great, but the times that he looks great, it, that has to be more times that he looks like that than not. So um, they they have it the way they can do it. In the draft coming up, they don't really need to touch the defense too much. I'm pretty sure they'll get somebody. But I think really what they need to do is probably focus on another running back and maybe another receiver. I don't know how they feel about tight end, but that wouldn't hurt either, especially with a guy like Lamar Jackson. You will get somebody to have a safety blanket, and a tight end is perfect for that. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's look at the Saints and Buccaneers. Uh, you got Drew Brees playing this last game. It wasn't a really good game by Drew Brees. Um, I kind of, I was kind of surprised that he played like this at this moment because I, I honestly, I felt that this Drew Brees will see earlier in the year. And, uh, but I mean, you kind of saw it in the last playoffs when he threw a couple of picks. It was, uh, and even the one before that, I mean, like Drew Brees just hasn't been himself for the past two years, and he's just been trying to do his best to uphold what was left his legacy. I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks, but um, this past game he went out pretty bad. The Buccaneers just took advantage of every opportunity that they could take a hold of, and um, they exploited what was left of Drew Brees, and they're going to the NFC Championship. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, the Buccaneers switched up their defense. They play more men. Bills and I, we talked about this again. Can't wait till it gets on here. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ty Bowles ran more man concepts this time and held <laughs> Michael Thomas to zero catches. Uh, the I believe also the key to, and I, I told Bills this, I'm, I'm going to keep referring to it until he pops up is that I felt like having uh, White on the field, the, the middle linebacker, the dynamic middle linebacker they, that they were missing last week, having him on the field, I believe, gave them the flexibility to really do that. And he made plays. He made, like, uh, assists here and there, redirecting receivers on short routes. And the fact that they were playing man behind it didn't give – Breeze any options, and Breeze already doesn't want trust his arm to throw deep. So, 
as long as that was on lock, the rest of the game was on lock, and Drew Brees was just done after that. Oh yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to realize Drew Brees is old. A lot of people don't want to talk about. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. The dude is—he's old. Yeah, but so and 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 Drew Brees has been. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees has been old for like three years, and Drew Brees has not been Tom Brady. That can't be just the reason by itself. Yes, it is. Because when you when you hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you're talking about Tom Brady, you're talking about a different breed. That dude carries himself totally different than any other athlete over the age of 40. We all know this. He does not do what all other 40-year-olds do, and it shows. I mean, it's totally different. I mean, there's been reports, and there's actually been a study on what he does, how he eats, what he does differently on the offseason. I mean, he's... Tom Brady is doing something that is, like, totally different than any other athlete that is gotten to his age and like i said it, it mean it, it's showing any other athlete that gets to that age especially in football they basically just fall apart and i'm not saying drew Brees fell apart it's just that at the end of the day it, it, it's father time father time catches up with everybody outside of drew Brees. i mean outside of tom brady for some reason hasn't caught up with them yet so it when you look at drew Brees, it's like no nah, this is nothing what we're seeing now is not nothing all of a sudden. If you really just go back and look at the past two and a half, maybe three years, it was there. I mean, you saw the interception that he threw um, against the Vikings, the passes that he was throwing against the Rams, the passes that he was throwing uh, throughout the regular season. It's nothing really, it's nothing new. It's just that nobody's really addressed it. They think, they think Drew Brees was going to come back and just be Drew Brees. Like, no. Everybody's wondering why he's throwing all these slant routes to Michael Thomas. Yeah, because he couldn't throw past 15 yards. You know, I mean, that. I mean, it was a given. I mean, we we all saw it, but nobody really wanted to talk about it. So, uh, it's, it's just that at the end of the day, Drew Brees, is, his body is basically broken down on him, especially after those rib, the rib injury. I didn't expect him to throw past 20 after that. Because regardless of the injury and it gets better, it's always going to linger. So, yeah, um, he's that, that's now. basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's gone now. So I'm like, you saw him mouth to uh, to Jameis Winston. It was like, this is your team. So right, you know. Like, so and then that, that team, you know, that could be another discussion for another day. That team is strapped for I think they're like a hundred million dollars in in uh, above the cap. They just lost their assistant GM. They're about to lose some coaches. They're 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 going to be in a world of hurt for for at least uh, a a few years. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe something that happened and they'll be able to get some good players in the draft. But as of right now, it, it's looking pretty spooky for them right now. So you know, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, funny, someone's bills popped popped up. I was just like, is this dude in a ski mask? <laughs> no, like, he's like he's in his car. I know because half the I know he's in his car, but it just looked like he was wearing a ski mask. I'm like, you trying Y'all to do Oh, yeah, we yeah. We ain't trying to see you. We just we just making light of uh, the fact that you look like you're wearing a ski mask. That's why. So so what what are your, what are your thoughts about uh, the in the championship game so far? Um, the Bills have a legitimate chance to win this week. I agree. Um, for some reason, or I shouldn't say for some reason. I'll say because of how good their passing game is, they've made it through the first couple rounds without 
really having to run the ball. Um, Josh Allen's really making plays when he needs to. It's impressive. Um, their defense is making plays when they need to. They have two really good safeties, two really good cornerbacks, and they're well coached, very disciplined. So, I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes is probably going to play, but I don't know. I think the Bills, whether he's healthy or not, I think they have a good chance of winning the game. As far as the Bucks and the, uh, the Packers, um, I wouldn't favor the Packers in that game, honestly. Um, I think it's a pick game. I think it's an interesting matchup. And if you look at what happened against the Packers, the game that they played in the regular season, I don't believe A.B. played in that game either. No, I don't think he did. So, you know, they beat him, what, 38-3 to without him? It was something like that. They blew him out. Yeah. And now they have him. Yeah, now they have him. Uh, you know, Buccaneers look primed for a Super Bowl run right now. Last I was just about was to get uh, – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say last week was impressive. Um, but y'all already done talking about that, so there's no point in me. No, because we're about to, we're about to get into the Packers game when they when they played the Rams. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I think the Rams had a lot of opportunities to win that game. That score does not show what actually happened. Um, Aaron Rodgers almost threw two picks. Um, the defense of the Rams just gave up too many opportunities. It wasn't like they were dominated by the Packers and they couldn't do nothing. The opportunities were there, and they just did not capitalize. Uh, Jared Goff did what he was supposed to do is basically play game manager and don't get carried away and turn the ball over. He did his part. The offense itself did everything, and they did what they were supposed to do. But the defense literally had at least one interception gift wrapped to him, which is unheard of playing against Aaron Rodgers, and they couldn't get off the field on third down at certain times. If they would have had at least one stop, you you could have swung this game all the way around. And uh, I think just because of the Packers and there's at Lambeau and there's Aaron Rodgers, they're talking about how quote-unquote dominant this game was. But if you really look at what happened, the Rams just basically missed opportunities. It was not the fact that the Packers was overwhelming them. Uh, shout out to Sean McVay. They did what they were supposed to do in that game. It's just that individuals defensively did not make the plays when they were needed to. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers give you the ball that hits you in the chest or hits you in the hands, you gotta make that play. You cannot give Aaron Rodgers more than one, you know, opportunity. I agree. I mean, but at the same time, I think what it comes down to is the fact that they couldn't put any pressure on him, and it kind of shows that Aaron Donald has low key been carrying these guys on, on the defensive line and making them look a hell of a lot better than they actually are. Because no, I, I can know, agree with that. We couldn't find you couldn't find anybody else in that line to make a play. Couldn't find anybody else in that front seven period to make a play. Um, you know, yeah, cornerback wise, they match up pretty well against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay wants you to run man. But they have two man-to-man corners that are really good. Ramsey was challenging Devontae Adams at the line, making things a little difficult for him. But, I mean, overall, Devontae still got the best of him and made plays when he needed to make plays. And that's what it's about in the playoffs, about making plays when you need to make plays. And you you mentioned that, you know, catching the picks. It's a prime example. Um, And, you know, I called Drew Brees a fraud. I don't know what people were saying in the comment section, but – yeah, the reason I called him a fraud is because he's a typical example of a quarterback that doesn't make plays when you need him to make plays. I talked to DJ about this after the game. He's thrown like three straight playoff games away, down the drain. It was him. 
Yeah. Um, now I will I will counter that. I will say this that I think that's much of a product of him getting old, because trust me, I, me watching him play against the Falcons for since two thousand six, he's made plays when he was a lot younger. He's lost all of that. Yeah, I mean, he did it in the regular season, but he's James Harden. That's exactly who he is. That's a perfect example. Drew Brees is James Harden. He's the regular season god. Oh, look at me. I'm throwing for 5,000 yards. And then it comes time to drive your team down the field when you have a chance to win. Forget about being down. Um, you know, that's when very few can pull you out of that hole. But when you're tied or you have a drive – where you're up three and you can drive down the field and close the game out, he can't do that. And even when he was younger, he couldn't do it. He was a fraud. He, he's been a fraud his entire career. He blew the game against Seattle before Marshawn Lynch even ran all over them. Uh, he threw a, a key pick in a game against San Fran, like back in, I think, 2012 or 2011. This is who he is. I, I can agree with that because, I mean, as far as the postseason, yeah, it, it's times when he dropped the ball. I mean – I ain't going to say every time, but there was too many times. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely yeah, with I mean, you on that. You know, it, it's – it's to me, he gets so romanticized because he's the underdog story. He's the guy that had issues with his arm and the Chargers gave up on him and then New Orleans took a chance and they needed a quarterback and they signed him. Yeah, it's a great story. But when you're assessing quarterbacks and you're assessing players at the end of their career, you got to throw that, you know, tug in the heartstring shit out of the window. And, you know, I'm sorry, but he's so overrated. It's like, I won't say he's overhyped, but he's overrated. The, the place that they're putting him in the all-time quarterbacks list is insulting to great quarterbacks that actually did win and were a big part of their team's winning. Well, you know, you know why they're doing that because of longevity and all the yards he has. And that's great, but I mean, you know, if you look at, you know, the Saints are the antithesis of the Patriots when it comes to putting talent around him. He's always had a big receiver. He's always had a running back. He's always had that system, right? Whether it was Reggie Bush or Alvin Kamara, he always had a guy to, you know, to to throw it to out of the backfield. I mean, hell. Uh, you know, they signed Adrian Peterson one year. <laughs> so, right. you know, the the Drew Brees stands can't even say, well, you know, he didn't have this. No, he had everything. And the New Orleans Saints would go into the playoffs every year with this hype, 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 and they'd lose a home playoff game, almost on cue. <laughs> so, so, you know, is he a top-10 quarterback of all time? Eh, I mean – you know, uh, he'd be somewhere at the bottom, right? I'm not going to drop him any lower than 15, obviously. He's probably somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. Um, but, you know, I mean, come on. We said, his, we said his arm was shot a long time ago. And that's why I told DJ, I'm like, why? you know, I'm glad that Todd Bowles ran man that, that game. Because you got to force a guy who can't throw to make contested throws. And Drew Brees couldn't make contested throws. And I said it the first two games. I was like, why are we running zone against this guy? Make him make plays. He's not gonna. Mm. All right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think I think that's what it is at the end of the day. Is like when when you look at it uh, at the end of the day, 
when you look at overall everything that he's done, yeah, I think when you look at the regular season, he's done phenomenal, but the postseason, not so much. You know, it's like you had that one Super Bowl win, and that was a little questionable. And, you know, as far as did he do it or did, you know, the the game plan of them, you know, getting an onside kick and the, the fluky – I ain't going to say the fluky, but the, the interception by um, – uh, by Peyton Manning, you, it makes you think about that. It's like, was it a dominant performance by Drew Brees? It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's like when you no. go back and look at it, you know. So, because you know. when you think, but think about this: when you think about all the top quarterbacks of all time, you can also name a signature game of theirs in the playoffs where it's like, holy shit, he played lights out. Can you think of one game like that for Drew Brees? Right. I mean, even Eli Manning got a couple. Eli Manning has the two Super Bowls. Troy Aikman has the first Super Bowl and the last Super Bowl. Uh, Steve Young has the game against the Vikings where he took off and ran all over them. Montana has the Super Bowl against the the Cincinnati Bengals. Brady has several of them. Peyton has a couple. So it's like Drew Brees didn't have that. Definitely not in the playoffs. I mean, shit, even going to regular season, there's no memorable Drew Brees game. Right, right, right. So... Oh, uh, whatever. I mean, it's, it's all good. I, mean, I said like, at the end of the day, you know, that's what you're dealing with when it comes to, you know, with the the, the legacy of Drew Brees. I, like I said, I think he's going to end up being, a, you know, a top, you know, 10, maybe top 15 quarterback. They're probably going to put him in top five. And, and I get it because of the, the pundits are the ones that do it. And you know how they are. It's like with them, it's, uh, you know, longevity, familiarity, popularity. But when you really break it down, it's like he's a really good regular season quarterback. Yeah, he has a Super Bowl, and it's all good. And, but when you really look at it, that's what it is. It, it seems like it's more regular season than anything. Oh, and just to chime in on that, just to go back to the Packers-Rams, that was probably the most boring game I ever watched. I, I literally was tuning out as that game was going on. So like, <laughs> the other three games, I was able to tune in from start to finish. Uh, just to jump back to the Browns-Chiefs game, they're going to have to do something about that rule about fumbling on the one-yard line and it going into the end zone, it becoming a touchback and a turnover per se. What, what, what would you want them to change it to? Because I don't I don't. Well, I don't that's, what, that's, that's an ongoing thought. That's not something that I've, on the spot I could say, okay, well, I've, you know, okay, well, since we're on the spot, I would say fumble, okay, it goes into the end zone. Um, in that case, I would keep it with the offense where he fumbled the ball. Here's a result from search. No, why would you do that? Because once it goes in the end zone, and it goes out of bounds. It's a touchback. That, that, why? But here's the thing. It's a dumb rule for it to be a touchback. Why? Clearly the offense why? fumbled the ball. Yeah, the offense yeah, fumbled but, the ball in the end zone. But these it's almost, like, you're, but, almost, you're almost but saying how, like if but, somebody if somebody get tackled in the end zone, it shouldn't be a safety. It's well, almost no, the same thing. Because oh, no, well, think, think about it from this perspective. Okay, when you when there's a punt, right? You're basically just giving the ball up. You're kicking it into their territory, trying to get it as close as possible without kicking it in the end zone. You could look at that the same way as a fumble. If you fumble the ball at the one, and it goes into the end zone, you shouldn't get it back. You you surrendered the ball. It's yeah. no different than a touchback on a punt. I think as soon as that ball gets loose and the reasoning was because you fumbled it or you kicked it or whatever it is, if it goes into the opponent's end zone without you carrying it in, yeah, I think that should be a touchback for them. I agree. So it's, it's almost like if you throw a ball, like say if you did a screen and it went behind, and it went, it was a backwards pass in the end zone, 
And right. let's say, for instance, if it goes out of bounds or whatever, what, what, like, like for instance, even if they threw a backwards pass or whatever, and it went out of bounds in the end zone, where do the ball get spotted for the offense, even if they did get the ball? Where does the ball go to the offense at? The one. But they uh, lost yards. They lost so many yards, they don't have any yards left. DJ, let me ask you a question. So, do you, so basically, you don't think they should be penalized. Right. I think they need to take a look at it. See, that's why I felt like it's an ongoing thought because it's not something that it can easily be solved by just simplistic saying, okay, basically my answer. I, it's not something that can be solved as simple as that. That's an ongoing thought, and that's something that has to involve, okay, what type of situation do you refer this as to? This is what I think. This is what I think is a stupid rule. So there's a rule that if you're a quarterback and you're in the end zone and you commit an intentional grounding, that it's a safety. I now that's stupid. That. Now, I, I can agree with that. Now that's stupid. Now, I remember I, I Tom Brady did that, and Tom Brady did that in the, um, the second Giant Super Bowl. He threw the ball over literally everybody, and they gave him an intentional grounding. They counted as a safety. I think. I, I think that's. I don't think that rule makes much sense, honestly. I think if anything, they still get a loss of down and it's half a distance to the goal. I don't think it should have been a that's safety. That's what I'm saying. Because we, 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 we saw. Well, real quick, we saw a team. Uh, me and DJ were watching the game. We mm-hmm. saw a team get three holding calls in a row on the goal line. All right. So. I don't know why a quarterback should be penalized any more than that. Shit, if you get – if yeah, go ahead, DJ. Okay, no, I was going to ask because it's, it's just like, okay, so the penalty for – okay, on any normal situation, where do they – like, it doesn't have to be on the goal line. When they call intentional grounding, where do they penalize? It's from? 15 yards. From where? Right. And a loss of downs. Okay, so – if the intentional grounding occurred, it was was committed by the quarterback who is in the end zone. Just like if a holding occurs in the end zone, it's called a safety. It should. It, and I disagree. But the penalty took place in the end zone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it's a holding in it, okay. I see. I can see why it's called a safety. Because that 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 lineman almost gave up a sack, which would have been a safety anyway. But so I do understand why that would be a safety. So but if it's an intentional asking, grounding, that's just an incomplete pass. See, that's why I was asking, where do they spot the penalty from? But like, the, the thing the thing is, you know, a loss of downs is bad enough, and that's you know when you're not on the goal line. If you're gonna do that, then make them lose two downs. No, I, what I, what I, I think, mean, I think, I think it's actually, I think it's right. What they should do is just be half distance to the goal. I think yeah, two but, downs. I think two downs half a distance to the goal. But if you're already on the one yard line, then what? Make it. You just, they don't move it, put it back. They don't move it. Yeah. Well, sometimes they will. Or what they normally would do, they'll just put it to the half yard line, and they just keep pushing it back. I think you should lose two downs. So that's that's like. Taking away points, but adding the consequence on the amount of downs they have left. That's what I think. That's, I, th- I think adding. That's what I, think add- I think adding the amount of downs is a lot more fair than literally giving the other team points when they did nothing to score points. Well, right. If the, but if the penalty occurred in the end zone, 
they did nothing to score points. But the penalty occurred in the end zone. But what did the other team do to score points? Shoot, the quarterback. Nothing. Okay, so what if the quarterback runs out the back of the end zone? What did the other team do? Then he did That's it a safety. What did the other team do to get those other hey, points? So that's all did, no. But that's not a penalty. That's him running out of the end zone like a dipshit. That's completely different than the other team not doing anything and him not running out of the back of the end zone because he committed an intentional grounding. So, We're going to reward this team two points. Why? They didn't fucking do anything. So, so with that logic, if a holding occurred in the end zone, would you do the same thing? Yes. Wow. Here's my thing, cause here, okay. I, I, DJ, I, I appreciate the same energy, but I, but I, this, I, I definitely disagree. DJ, here's the thing. That's like saying if a, if a team kicks a field goal and misses, you give the other team three points. Why? That's stupid. It's stupid to give them two points because they, they could on a penalty in the end zone too. The only, like I said, the, the only time they get two points is like you said, if it was a if it was a fumble that went out of the end zone. Cause I mean, like the the spot is basically a. Basically, I ain't gonna say it's a, it's a point. It's a touchback because it's just like if a, if it's on a kickoff. If somebody touches the ball on a kickoff and it goes out of the end zone, it's a touchback. I mean, see, and that's and that's why and that's why as far as the uh, like the intentional grounding being called a safety, that's why I asked where do they spot the foul? They don't just say oh the, the penalty. If they had said if it because they do penalize they they penalize some yards from the line of scrimmage and a loss of down. So that's. But if they don't have any yards to give left, then you take two downs away. I don't know what's so bad about that. It's a safety. If, if it's hurt, second it, down, if it's if second it, down, it's they have to punt. What's so bad about that? Who is in the in his own end zone? It's a safety. Because but it's stupid. Because the the if okay, so but DJ, by your logic, you're okay with the touchback rule then. The one that we initially started fussing about. I mean, that, arguing about. But here's the thing. That's why I went back and 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 backed up a little bit because it's not that situation with with Cleveland fumbling on the one, and it going the end zone. That's something that does have to be looked at. But but here's my question, DJ. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between giving a team two points for literally doing nothing and an intentional grounding occurs and a team missing a field goal and you give the other team three points? What's the difference? Neither one of them earned those points. The, the team, okay. So with the intentional grounding, the other team didn't do anything, but the penalty occurred in the end zone. Just like if a holding occurred in the end zone, the, the, the other team didn't do anything to to score those points. But, but usually there is no more ground left to give to penalize you. Then you take two downs away, and they have to punt it. So they're surrendering the ball anyway, technically, unless they're going to go for it on their goal line. It's a good enough penalty to me. I see what you're getting at on that. Let, let, me, let me just look at it like this. They can open it up to look at all those situations. Then I'll just I'll I'll concede to that that they can look at it like the Cleveland situation. But like but just overall, just to go back, that fumble on the one definitely just it brought back flashbacks. So when Ernest Biner fumbled, now his fumble was was in the middle of the field when it happened, so it didn't have a chance to go out of bounds or anything. Actually. Hit, it actually went back a couple of yards, uh, and uh, Denver recovered. So, 
it's just bad luck for Cleveland. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I just think that I think the the touchback thing is the right call because I mean, if you follow oh, it goes in the end the right zone, call now. Yeah, I I don't see what you change it to. I mean, I just don't. That's Unless the if the thing, ball that's... goes out, if the ball goes out at the one, then that's one thing. If it goes into the end zone, it's not much you can do. It's, it's the other team's ball. Because don't they have? Because don't they have a rule right now, right now? At certain points of the game, if the ball carrier fumbles the ball, the only team that can advance it. And that's let's see. Sometimes they do it on. Uh, I think it's something like this. Something like if the lineman gets the ball or something like that on a fumble, something like that, then he's the only one that can advance it or something like that. See, and I think sometimes I think they just need to simplify the rules because it's like it's so many. But I don't think I don't think nothing complicated about that rule. Though. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm talking about overall because you have different situations for different. Uh, positions on the field. You had different situations for when the status changed. Felt like the quarterback becomes the runner. Um, I'm being funny here, but it, it, there's a difference between okay. the runner is black or white as as the quarterback. Who gets held to what rule? Wait a minute. What What did you just say? No, I was being funny on that last part because you know they're most of the black quarterbacks when when they get blasted. Even though they're sliding and doing everything a quarterback's supposed to do to possibly uh, have a penalty drawn on them, a lot of times they don't get the call versus like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You just, you just accidentally lay on them for the same reason they took off and went to uh, the slide. And uh, oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. So but, yeah. Uh... No, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, I don't see a problem with the touchback rule. If you fumble the ball in the end zone and it goes out and you're at the one and you lose the ball, it, I mean, I don't, I don't mean, because at that point, it's like you can't, you don't have possession of the ball. But Once you fumble, you, you lose possession of the ball when, when, when you fumble the ball at the one and if it goes and, out of the end zone, you still don't get possession no more. And an extreme example is like when Leon Lett's dumbass was going to run the ball in an end zone after he ran all those yards and then got the ball knocked out. That definitely should have been a touchback. Right. Just because he's an idiot for that. <laughs> so. All right, thought he had clear sailing. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he fucked up. Ruined their, uh, what, uh, points record. They were going to. Break the points record. Yeah. What points record for the quarter or just overall? For the Super Bowl, I think. For the for the like overall game. For the whole game, yeah, because I don't think they scored again. Oh damn. That was the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, that's crazy. No, okay. So it's so these. But, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, these these upcoming games huh? are going to be really good. The, the AFC and NFC champs. Yeah, we was about just about to talk about that. I like uh, what what do you think? Like, who's going to cut the W in these games? Uh, uh, the Chiefs and Bills is almost a toss up in my opinion. I don't think it's a runaway. You know, a lot of people love the the Chiefs or what they did last year, so they're going to be the favorites or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I personally, I, I I think I give the Bills a pretty good chance of winning this. If they can run the ball. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs run the ball and win this one, but I would actually no, I wouldn't want to see the Bills win get into the Super Bowl because first of all, I have it in for Bills fans for quite some time. Is it's it goes back to my early YouTube videos where they were making, they were coming at me because I was making fun of the 
or something that happened between them and Cleveland sometime a while back. But anyway, um, on the NFC side, I definitely would like to see Tampa make it. But I think Green Bay will win that game. What do you think, Bills? I, I'll be honest. I think if the Bucks were to run that same defense that they ran this week as far as man-to-man and challenging them at the line, I don't know how good Green Bay would do with that, honestly. Yeah? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers' arm is – yeah, he has a golden arm, but – it's different when you're challenging those receivers because a lot of Green Bay stuff is designed, but it's not so much the route combination. It's more so the alignment. A lot of them just win at the line of scrimmage. Right. So, you know, these young guys on Tampa, they can just cover, man. They can just cover, and, man, they're really good. And, you know, it's going to come down to situational coaching and situational football. And maybe Matt LaFleur has the edge. Maybe he doesn't. I, I think we'll we'll see. I know that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are both going to play well. You know, this is this is the NFC Championship game. Um, but, yeah, whichever team runs the ball, I, shit, well, here's the thing. I don't think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball. I mean, Tampa has the best – run defense in the league last year and they gotta be top five this year so and I told I told DJ and we can monitor this if Aaron Rodgers throws the ball 40 times or more they're losing yeah because that means they can't run the ball so I agree with that. as far as the Chiefs and the Bills yeah you know it's a pick'em game I mean shit I'm tempted to go with the Bills but um yeah, I'm kind of tempted to go with the Bills. We've already seen the Chiefs lose an AFC Championship game on their home turf a couple of years ago. I, I I just don't. It's just something about this Chiefs team. They they do play pretty well, but I'm not seeing the dominance that we saw, especially when they played against the Browns. I just don't see it. So the it, Bills and the Chiefs are the same fucking. It's weird, dude. Like they're set up so similar. They both score really fast. Neither one of them really care about dictating. You know the pace of the game. They just, they just score. They're high-powered offenses. That's why I think it can go either way. This isn't really a matchup thing. It's like a fuck. Who's going to score more points? Right. I don't think either team is going to get. You know, it may not be you know in the 30s, but they're going to at least get into the high 20s. Both of them, as far as scoring them. You know, I don't think either team. I think the Bills have a better chance of getting a stop when it really matters. So, yeah. we'll see. They snuck out of last week, so that gives them some some momentum. They did it without Pat Mahomes, so we'll see. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, you know, I, I'm willing to see what's going on there because it's going. You know, like I said, is is you you would like to see them do something. Want to see the underdog do uh, pretty well, but I don't know. It's like you know. Would y'all agree see. that their offense looked damn near unstoppable last week when Pat Mahomes was playing? I mean, holy shit! Like, what do you do to stop them? I mean, you know, the the, the Browns played as good a defense as I think you could play against them, and the Chiefs were just walking the ball down the field. Yeah, they did play pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 
It's almost like you have to trust your teammates. You trust your trust your own technique and trust your own teammates to be there. That's it. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like their play design is so great. Everything they do before the snap is is you know a lot of misdirection, but it creates mismatches. And they really like once they know that you're in man, all of their guys can win. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're, they're they're fast. They can get away from you. And then you got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you got Travis Kelsey taking away the middle of the field. He's going to take away those, you know, he's going to go and sit down in that zone because people love playing Kansas zone against Kansas City for obvious reasons. And Kelsey was killing them. I mean, third down conversions, even with Henny, you know, he was getting those third down conversions because Kelsey was just finding that little soft spot in the zone and making plays after the catch. I mean, the Bills are going to have to really just challenge them at the line, pin their ears back, and say, fuck it, we're just going to make Pat Mahomes make, you know, incredible throws. Yeah, pretty much. Now, my question to you is, to you two is, you know, of the four teams, like, who do you think is in the driver's seat right now as far as the team that's best built to win the Super Bowl? Uh, right now we'll see the Packers. Honestly, they they can do it. They can do everything on the field. Right. They're, I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not invincible, but they have all the tools that you want that you want to have going into, you know, going into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Buccaneers because they have a tenacious defense. They can play zone. They can play man. They. I'm like some people prefer they play man. And they shoot. If your quarterback, who's seen everything, can rely on a rookie receiver to make a clutch play, who are you going to double? Who are you going to planning to stop on their offense? Because there's just too many weapons. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think the key, as far as thinking about the Super Bowl, is like, oh, and they can run the ball. Don't forget. No, yeah. that'd be my second choice. I mean, I'm not but, like I said. And the only reason why I'm saying the Packers are more suited because they're playing at home. So I'm just looking. Well, well, I mean, well, not in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's going like, to the Super Bowl. I mean, once you get there, it's either going to be the Packers playing against the Chiefs or the or the uh, Bills. Not, not, but that's what I'm saying. I'm taking them I, as the favorite. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks in, in a Super Bowl are scary because of the fact that they have a quarterback that just isn't phased. Like like DJ said. He's not, there's nothing he hadn't seen, right? But then you add on the fact that Bruce Arians is coached in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is coached in the Super Bowl. Gronk has played in the Super Bowl. Um, So that championship experience at a high level, you know, we talked about the Lakers well, last year. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. They just got to get past the Packers. No, I agree. If they're, if they're agree. playing in Tampa Bay, I'll, I'll pick them. No, I agree. I'm just saying that, that's why I was like, I was more so like, once they get to the Super Bowl, like, I'm just looking at them similar to how I looked at the Lakers. The Lakers didn't necessarily have the best roster last year, but when they got to the finals, it's like, look at the finals experience they have, and everybody that had experience played well. So, that's what I think is going to be key. Obviously, most of the Chiefs roster has that experience, so that's also an interesting one, but. Yeah, man, I think 
both of these games can go either way. I'm just ready to see what happens, man. It's, it's they should be two really good games. No, I agree as well. I think it's gonna be pretty good games. Uh, good for you know the playoffs and the playoffs finally have a couple of teams that uh you don't know what's gonna really happen. You just got a couple of got four teams that can go that can make the game go either way. So it's not like a shoe win for either one. I don't find either one any four of these teams are favored to win because all these teams have a chance to do something. And uh, that, I think that's what makes this weekend exciting. So it's going to be real interesting to see. And on top of that, regardless of what matchup you get for the Super Bowl, it seems like the second year in a row you're going to have a really evenly matched Super Bowl. Because prior to last year, I mean, God, there were a couple teams. I'm like, how the fuck did y'all even make the Super Bowl? I mean, a couple of them Patriot squads. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is a mismatch. Right. Um, But... Yeah, this is going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really, really interesting. You know, one more thing. This is the only Rodgers-Brady playoff championship m- matchup that we've gotten. Yeah, because one was in the AFC and one was in the NFC. Yeah. We will, that we will ever get. This is as close as – because. Man, just just think if 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 Rodgers and Brady would have met each other in the Super Bowl, but now you just have the NFC Championship at best. Now. So. And if anybody's playing spoiler, it's really Buffalo because you know Mahomes, Mahomes and Brady, or the Packers and Brady. Either way, you win, right? When you're talking about the top echelon quarterbacks, Josh mm-hmm. Allen's starting to get his name into that conversation. But obviously, those three are above the rest, so. the Bills are kind of playing spoiler here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and if the Bills get into, you know, if the Bills get into the championship game, the only thing I'd be worried about is Josh Allen's poise. That's a whole different test as far as his level of poise and ball con- uh, ball security in the Super Bowl. So. No, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be real interesting. It's good to – I think it's really good to see that, you know, basketball – not basketball, but, you know, the playoffs actually feel like they're going to mean something now because, you you know, like you've you seen like where certain games are going to be a wash and you're like, okay, I can't wait to get to this game. I can't wait to get to that game. You literally don't know what's going to happen in these in these games this weekend. So it's, Who it's, did the Chiefs play good. last year in the, in the AFC Championship game? Huh? Titans. Yeah, Chiefs played Titans last year. That's the game we all thought that, Bills, you and I were like, well, the Chiefs probably will man up, I mean, yeah. against the run for right. all of a sudden. And they and what what's the name? Just switched up the game plan. He just outsmarted himself and passed more. And that's when you'll right. say, at that point, you can't rely on Tannehill. You got to go with what got you there. So, for me – both of those games last year, I didn't think the Packers had any chance to beat the 49ers either. To me, the 49ers were the best team in football um, the whole year. You know, that's the thing. With the NFC, like, I was like, yo, if we get a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, this is going to be as evenly matched Super Bowl as I can remember. But getting to that point, I'm like, holy shit, these two championship games are lackluster. Green Bay didn't have the defense, and they didn't. We saw that. And right. the Titans didn't have the offense. We saw that. This year, yes. it's like, literally, it's like, 
split down the middle. It's, it's, it's like as close as you can possibly get. I would say these are the four best teams in the NFL right now. No, I can believe that. Looking at so, all the other teams, I can believe that. Y'all going to talk about James Harden? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I, I think we talked about that the other day. Well, well, no, well, because we didn't talk about uh, we didn't talk about him like playing with the Nets though. So that's yeah, I mean, we could talk know. about that, but the, just the, the fat thing is like, yeah. oh yeah, well, yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, he he does wear like light armor underneath his jersey. That 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 is actually a fact. So. Yeah. And before we get into the sports games, I guess you can talk about it if y'all want to. I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean. You know, we, we, we got an idea of what they're going to look like somewhat. Um, Kyrie's coming back tomorrow, presumably. So that's really going to show what they're going to look like as a big three. Um, I texted Scott OG, not texted. I, I mentioned him in a, in a tweet last night. I was watching a game, and a lot of things that Steve Nash had them running – in the secondary fast break reminded me of Golden State because there was a lot of action off the ball as soon as you cross half court. They were setting back screens, getting shooters open. You know, James Harden and, and Katie were both making snappy, snappy passes with authority to get the ball over half court as soon as possible, as soon as the ball got off the rim. And I think that's the way they're going to have to beat people. They're going to have to run up the score because, of course, those guys can score, you know, with the best of them, especially when they're in transition, they can almost go one on three and at least, you know, get two shots at the line. So that was interesting to me. Obviously James Harden can isolate with the best of them. He isolated yesterday and scored a lot of easy baskets and it wasn't, you know, the over dribbling. I mean, there were a couple of times he over dribbled, but not generally. Um, Kevin Durant, this just makes it even easier for him because, with James Harden, you know, handling the ball and running point, you know, now it just makes it that much easier for Kevin Durant to come off screens, take those mid-range jump shots. He can get any shot he wants now. I mean, even though he always could, but now it's even easier. Then you add Kyrie, you know, that's going to be interesting, if anything, is like who's going to have the ball more between him and James Harden. I think you let James Harden run point because Kyrie can play off ball. Um but the most important thing to me is the fact that they don't have a bench and they don't have another big on their roster. And I said this the other day. That's going to be the main issue to me is rim protection when it comes down. Okay, who's going to guard Joel Embiid when DeAndre Jordan gets out with two fouls? That's going to be – I mean, you're going to have to double him at that point. And maybe, yeah, Philly can't knock down open shots when you double Embiid. Fine, I'll give you that. But holy shit, if you don't double him, you're fucked. Hmm. Right. So – so that's the issue to me. That's going to be the issue. Yeah, they can score 120 points a game easily, even with just those three guys. But they're going to need somebody to step up in the playoffs and score the basketball. They're going to have to make a concerted effort on defense because they've been giving up a shit ton of points these past two games. And they're going to have to figure out what is Kyrie's role going to be. We already know that James Harden is probably going to play point guard. We know Kevin Durant is going to do a little of everything, but he's really going to be mostly playing off ball and playing that Jordan the triangle role. So what is Kyrie's role going to be? That's going to be the real issue because he's clearly going to be the odd man out at the end of the day. Right. So 
that's that's what I took away from it. That's funny because that's the guy I figured was going to be the odd man out was going to be Kyrie. So. Yeah, uh, that that's a given because I mean I think they're able to run a different type of offense if if the ball kind of you know went through Kyrie, it would have been it, you know have him to facilitate a little bit more. I think it'd be really good for them, but I don't think they're even trying to think about that type of offense. So yeah, he's going to be the odd man out. Well, because teams go so much to tendencies, right? And it's like the unfortunate part is it's not like one of us playing 2K, right? So, you know, let's say DJ's playing with the Wizards and he's like, all right, well, next game I'm going to get Russell Westbrook the ball more in pick and roll. Then a game after that, you notice, eh, okay, Bill's numbers fell off a little. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to – unfortunately, you can't – in the NBA, that shit doesn't happen very often, right? I mean, especially when you get into the playoffs, you kind of go with what got you there. And – Unfortunately, that means if what got them there is Kyrie getting 12 shots a game and most of those are off ball and pick and rolls coming after that without him really being able to isolate and get his shots where he wants them, then it's going to be, I don't know how it's going to work out because Kyrie's the guy that I think, I think James Harden would need to be the odd man out in the playoffs. That's just my opinion. I think he would have to settle into that distributor role or playoff ball and spot up. He'd have to put his ego aside and do that come playoff time because Kyrie and Kevin Durant have, quite frankly, played way better in the playoffs than him in their careers. But that's the issue that they're going to run into. What got us here? So that's why tomorrow's going to be so interesting. And beyond that, because obviously that's only the first game and everything looks like roses the first week. And then, you know, you run into a team that is going to be a playoff contender. Shit might get a bit different. If they lose a game and Kyrie Irving's not touching the ball down the stretch, that might be an issue. If they lose a game and Kevin Durant's not touching the ball down the stretch, that's going to be a huge issue because he's your best player. If James Harden's not touching the ball or he gets tired of distributing or he gets tired of, you know, not being able to isolate because we're running sets more so, that's when shit's going to really get interesting. I mean, that's why I say they can't match up against the Lakers. Right. Or the – fuck, even the Clippers. So that's the issue to me. I mean – yeah, it's going to be entertaining, but I called it an entertaining dumpster fire. I think that's what it's going to end up being, an entertaining dumpster fire. Okay. I so, understand. I, I just think at the end of the day, I, I, I still stand by it. They got, they, got a, they got a good chance, but I don't think it's going to happen. They got, they got a chance to win one, but I, like you said, the, the, the stuff that's outside of that, you know, like no big man, you know, they got to have two people on the court at all times. Kyrie may feel some kind of way because he's a hot man out. That could easily hinder any type of chances of going deep in the playoffs, let alone, uh, um, I mean, let alone going into, uh, you know, the, you know, the finals. So well, and here's one more thing. They didn't even give it a month into the season and you're already looking to get a third guy. What does that say about Kyrie and KD? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right about that. They didn't even wait a full month to say, we need a third guy. We'll trade our depth for that. You fucking serious? So so it's like, yeah, it's like if Kyrie and KD are thinking, well, we're not enough. 
with the supporting cast. All right. Well, it's like State I, Franchise Support says I'm here with the popcorn for all the Brooklyn bullshit. <laughs> well, it's like I said, uh, they sacrifice sure footing for a killing stroke. So here we are. I mean, cause what? What? Because that's my thing. It's like we've seen this before. Like you know, what happens in the midst of a playoff series where James Harden goes six for sixteen, and eleven of those shots were terrible shots. And he shoots them out of the game because they can't get anything going offensively. And he wants to be that guy to force the issue. Then what? Then all of a sudden you start hearing about locker room conversations. Kyrie mm-hmm. bringing up, you know, shit that he, you know, I mean, we saw it with Draymond and KD, right? That started to slowly be the end of the Golden State um, dynasty as we know it. Everybody tried to brush it off and say, oh, no, that's just a conversation. No, he called that man a bitch and said he didn't need them. They never needed him. That's not a small thing. And, 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 and you see and you see how that played out, right? And you see how that played out. So you know and, and in some instances you still see how it's playing out. Right. I mean, you know, Drayvon's out here averaging a triple single as as <laughs> Charles Barkley would say, you know, good old five five and five. So I mean shit. Um I don't know. You know, who's gonna be who's gonna be the guy to, to ruffle feathers and say, you know, look, James Harden. You haven't been where we've been before, the finals. Hmm. Well, technically you know, yes, but as a, as a you know, well, yeah, as a six man, you know, but, six you man know. bum who plays like utter shit in that series too. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Do I think? I, I mean, I think they can beat. I think they can beat anybody in the East, but will they? Is ugh, Steve Nash is gonna be tested, man? I don't envy him because he's gonna be blamed. Make no mistake about it. Right, he's gonna be if blamed. You're, you'd be looking like what? What? Like no, nah, gonna be a step above David Blatt. Remember when David Blatt got all that talent the first year? Yeah, yeah. motherfucker didn't make it through the first year. Apparently, <laughs> they were already trying to get his ass out of there. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I feel bad for Steve Nash. Like when you get all that talent and you don't win the championship. I mean, make no mistake, it's championship or bust. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let, let's switch gears for a little bit. What, what, what about the future of uh, sports games? Like, what, what do you see? Because I mean, I don't see nothing bad, but it's just I, I would like to see more to where it's uh, more favored to like just the sport. Because I think we're we're, we're getting in an instance where the money for let's say the SpongeBob situation. Uh, with uh, more kids getting involved in the game, and I think when they get more involved in the game, I'm not sure if they can they can care less about giving you a real sports experience. And you know, I don't even know what to think about MLB the Show because I think MLB the Show is going to continue to do what they do. They just need to get the bugs out of their game. Uh, FIFA, uh, NHL, I think they're all the same way. I think they're going to be okay. But um, when you look at it overall. Do you still see things improving, or is it going to be a situation where uh, we're going to still be griping about, you know, uh, not necessarily simulation, but just, you know, just a, a decent experience? Uh, DJ, you can go first. Well, I just think these games need to just balance themselves out. I, I'm, again, I, I've had this long thought about the fact that games are just made with a slant. I felt like when I look at Madden, 
it's been about gameplay the whole entire time not understanding where they were were at one point but it's just like it got to the point where you would mention franchise and they'll try to brush it under the rug and even go as far as outright lie and say oh yeah we're gonna work on franchise and then act like no one uh noticed that they weren't going to work on franchise this year and we had to say something so um i feel like with um as my throat goes away (laughs) i feel like with with uh with the nba series i feel like 2k really you know it Current gen has been good. I haven't played the next gen. Uh, I've been living my experience through Bills. And it just seems like it definitely is two separate games. And it seems uh, like- uh, wait, wait. Uh, so, so here's one thing I'll say, DJ, right? Okay. Before you go any further. Mm-hmm. I am starting to see, slowly but surely, some of the defensive strategies and adjustments that we saw last gen. But it's taking way too long. It's happening. It's taking way too long. It's so like, so it's getting closer to current gen, right? But it's like it's just like why did it take so long? That's re- that's really my thing. But go ahead. But even even with that, I actually t- I, I told you that he that they they toned down the aggressiveness of those strategies. I knew that was yeah. going to be the case. So it's just like look. Um, where in this case, I felt like current gen was the more balanced game because looking at my NBA, even though mm-hmm. that is a phenomenal idea, but it's I, from what I'm hearing, it's been buggy as hell. Um, they came and right now they said that if you go beyond the second or third season, the progressions are, mess, miss, are uh, messing up, so you have to like adjust sliders and. And that's the case. I'm like, that mode on Next Gen gives you, like, everything you would want in a franchise mode to go along with the gameplay. And they find a way to kind of mess things up there. Then you look at baseball, um, the fact that there's really only one title, even though you have all these other arcade titles. I wish hey, you, got, you got Super Mega Baseball. You got that's RBI. But at the same time, it's like, I would like to see another company do a full-fledged sim baseball game. I'm like, Everybody tends to they look at EA like, hey, why'd you stop making uh, MVP baseball, triple play baseball, two uh, K with their baseball game? Some people like. Um, you can say the same with football. That hopefully takes advantage. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to the uh, to to football, uh, soccer, in other words. Um, it seems like they're. I know Pez took a break this year with their little roster upgrade, but um, sports games going in the future, I feel like they're just going to continue to be made unbalanced. I don't think there's going to be a balancing out of the games to get to, like, make the game in that format so that way you're not missing one thing each and every year during this gaming cycle, especially with the way things have been going during this pandemic. Everybody's working from at home. You know, creating this game balance is more important more than ever. Yeah, it's kind of tough to do that when you had a pandemic and they don't have like the dev kits or whatever at home. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's you know that's like you know almost like cyberpunk situation. Like they they only could do whatever they can on their like PCs or whatever instead of having like the actual dev kit that runs the games. So when they have those issues, it's like they have to like work double, sometimes maybe triple, just to try to get it to work. And uh-huh. they're not really able to because of what the the equipment they're working with. You read that Jason Schreier article? Yeah, you know I read it. Yeah, that's. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty tough, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that the games in general, because I, I mean, somebody, when I was doing my um, stream yesterday, well, earlier today, so was asking me about Madden, and I was like, well, Madden is not necessarily a bad game. It's just the, the direction of having an immersion is just not there, and that's the, that's the main problem. And I think that if they just work on that, that will mean a lot because... It's a lot that goes into a game that actually has immersion and actually has some type of way where you feel like you're playing in a different. Now I don't even want to use the word living worlds, but when you're living, when you're playing a game that it feels like you're playing, you know, a different universe, it keeps you wanting to come back and play because it's so you worry about the real intricate parts of gameplay because of that. The whole element of living in a different time or actually having a different alter universe in a game, it makes you want to play the game. And, and EA has, hasn't done a good job with that, especially with their sports titles. They haven't even done it. I mean, even when it comes to NHL, FIFA, I mean, any of them, there's like not really any immersion when it comes to that. Bills, your thoughts? Um... I, I th- it's sad, but I think we've hit our peak as far as sim aspects within at least football and basketball. I think football and basketball, we've hit our peaks, man. I can agree. Like basketball, basketball needs to fix the passing, right? And they never will because people don't want to learn how to actually pass. Madden needs to fix the passing. They never will because people don't want to learn how to pass. Um, so that's that's really the issue. I think I think that we've come to a point where we're at we're at a wall, like we're at an impasse. It's either it's either they make these radical changes to the game that we really want, and they eventually get you know pulled back again, and people complain about them, and we never see them again, or they just don't even try and they just try to fix what they already have in the game but i mean you know they they did that all last gen i, I don't think it's going to change they have no they have no reason to change that formula of incremental right. changes year to year um you know like i said passing i only have a couple of issues left with 2k it's still player movement and um the passing is just still the ball is tethered. I mean, good lord, you know, you think the ball is tethered in Madden? Shit, ball is really tethered in 2K. So, you know, that I, I, like I said, even with even with those problems, I, I think the game is playable if you have a good universe to play in. The game and is it feels really like good. it feels like you have some type of immersion. I think you know because no, there's a lot of bull. I mean, me personally, there's a lot of bullshit I deal with even with the retro games. And the fact that those games legitimately have, like, you feel like you're playing in a different world, I, I can deal with it. The, 
the game is really good, but if we're being honest, 2K has been carried by their off-the-court shit for about five years now. Right, and I think, and I think that's what other teams, other games need to do, because it's nothing wrong. Because there, there, there's nothing that's going to give you like that one full-on simulation. Too many people complaining to get that. But that's what I'm saying. I, I disagree. I think they need to go to more balanced approach the way DJ said. Yeah, I agree with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I was talking about yeah, going on a full-on sim. That's different from being balanced. Well, no, because, I mean, a full-on sim would have balance in all modes and emphasis on sim aspects in each mode, in each area of the game, gameplay and modes. I, I think you could be balanced without being a full-on I think you could be balanced without being a full-on sim. Yeah, but that's not what I want. I want right, that's a, what I'm saying. I want a balanced, full-on sim. Yeah, we, you're not going to get that with the people that complain. We we know I mean, that. Now. Not, but I just said that. That's what that's what that's the point I was making. Was that we're to the point where the things we want in the game are so trivial to them that they'll either get around to it when they feel like it, or you know they just they won't put it in. And that's what we are with sports games. Yeah, the graphics going to get better. Yeah, the player movement might improve. But not to the point where it'll be realistic um, in our eyes as far as, you know, in relation to real life. I think we'll always have that video game aspect because that's what these fools need to compete. Yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, I think that's I think that's just what I need. I mean, because I think when you have those elements on top of just having a game that's pretty much logical and it plays well, and it makes you want to go back to the game, not only just because the gameplay plays right, it also gives you extra things to think of, like you said, the off-the-court stuff, or whether it be um, anything outside of uh, the actual game, prospects that you may want to recruit or um, sign a draft or pick up a free agency, you know, those things, and it once you sign them or pick them up, it brings a new element to your team in general. You know, the gameplay stuff is, is going to be there, but I think it's going to be there, and it's going to be good enough to continue to play. But and I, I think is, that's where we are now. But that's what's sad. Pez is going to come out and embarrass these fools. And it's not going to matter because it's a sport that Americans don't care about. And that's the part where gamers lose out, is Pez has been doing this since it's been coming out. Revolutionizing sports gaming. Revolutionizing engines that are crucial to literally every single sports game. Player movement, ball tangibility, tactics. Pez has destroyed every other game. Every time they put out a game and nobody pays attention to it, they don't give a fuck about soccer. But guess what? The people who do want to broaden their horizons, who do play Pez, are like, uh, hey guys, they're fucking embarrassing you over here. And they don't give a fuck who feels like, oh, this game is too realistic. You can go play fucking FIFA then. That's how they feel about it. Well, and, 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 and that's the thing, and, and, and that and that it, it, it's always going to be that way. I mean, I but, think but, I think that's but, something we have to realize. It's always going to be like that. It's not that I, I've accepted that, but the point I'm making is that's where sports gaming is going. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be the same shit. Pez is going to embarrass every other sports game. They're going to come out and revolutionize. Now they took this year off. And what they're going to do is every sports game is going to pull from them one little thing that they can implement and make it look like it's brand new, even though Pez has been doing it for years, like jersey tugging and physics. And that's what it's going to be. 
That's my now, that's what I'm saying. Now, with that being said, that is great, but would it be a good sacrifice if you have an immersive mode to get? If no, you can, I, so you, already, you would rather have the, the jersey pulls instead of having. I immersive want pulls. both. I want both. Okay, all right, all right. No give and take. I want oh, both. That, I mean, that's fine. It, it, you want both, but I I don't think you're going to get that. And I, not, not the way not the way games are being made. I don't think I think they'll give you the jersey tugs before they give you the modes. But but that's my thing. I, I've already accepted the fact we're not going to get it. But to answer your question, I want both. I would yeah, I wouldn't rather. I want I want both. Because to me, I, I'm to the point where like I just want give me a, give me a franchise mode or a dynasty mode, and you just give me some logic behind the gameplay. I can give two shits about the jersey tugs. I can give a, I can but, give two shits about all the other stuff. Well, I mean, the jersey tugs was an example, though. I mean, Pez had their game in a good enough place where they could put that in. That was an example. Right, and That's I don't think any other. And, have, and I don't think, I don't think any other game is going to give you. They're, they're not even close to giving you that. Defense. Some yeah, of these because, games are just that bad. Yeah, because that's what happens when you have a game that has a solid foundation, and you can start to slowly but surely put immersion-based things in the game. No other game other than Two K has a solid enough foundation to do that, and that's why Pez is always going to be a step ahead because they're unapologetically sim. They don't give a fuck how you feel about it. You can go and play another game, and if more, if more, you know, companies had that approach, which they won't, I've accepted that. But if more, if more games, more companies had that approach, we would be in a much better position as some gamers. Yeah, and you know, and I, I agree with that, and it's just, I just think at the end of the day, when I look at the future of it, I, I look at it from the standpoint like. I know what these people aren't going to do. I know what they're not going to do. Madden, when, when they came to next gen with the basically the same stuff they did last gen, I know what they're going to do. Now, with that being said, bro, just give me a franchise mode where I feel like I got, I, I'm actually, you know, owning something. Where I feel like I'm owning the franchise. Give it to me. Give it to me where I feel like I'm in the stadium and it feels like I'm in the stadium. Get, you know, just get just give me that because you guys aren't aren't trying to do that, and I'm not saying that it's a compromise or whatever. It's just that yo, you give me the you give me the sport and everything that comes with it. I I can give two shits about the extra stuff, and the, sadly that Madden can't even do that. And it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, DJ talked about this once again. The key to balance, year in year out, with a situation like Madden is, you've gotten your gameplay to a point where it is viable in this space of sports gaming. The key to balance is shore those things up, but put your emphasis temporarily on franchise because that is what's falling behind. That's another part of balance is knowing what is making it unbalanced and putting more emphasis on the thing that is lacking. They haven't done that. They keep ha they keep hammering away at this dead horse that is gameplay, because folks continue to pretend like gameplay is in the same place it was in 2010 when we got Madden 11. It is not fucking true, and we've had this debate for years, and I'm tired of fucking having it because if you're gonna sit there and listen to, and I'm sorry, I'll name his name, people like Ryan Moody that will make you believe that this game is in such a bad place gameplay wise, we will always be seeing gameplay quote-unquote improvements slash tweaks instead of making the game balanced the way it should be with franchise that's the key to balance right. but that that's that's really the issue is you know 
the community continues to echo this, oh, well, it's gameplay. The gameplay needs to be this. No, the gameplay is in a good spot right now. We need to bring everything else up in the game to make it more balanced, like DJ said, to give everybody that is a sim gamer something they want to play, whether you're a play now guy or a franchise guy, you should be immersed. And I'm sorry, but nobody's going to sit there and play a million fucking play now games. They're not. I don't care how good your game is. No, I think that's something that it just loses the replay value because they don't. That's the problem. Because yeah, I mean, I'll the only think... thing that only thing that really people keep playing this game because it's online, you know, the, the, the and, championships and, the and stuff. I'll take I'll take good gameplay over mode slightly, but very slightly. And if and it's like that's why I don't play APF. Yeah, APF has great gameplay, no replayability because they have no fucking franchise mode, and, and you know, that's really what it comes down to. It's like I want both. And they have a way that they can do both. Keep the gameplay in a good spot and emphasize what you claimed you were going to emphasize two years ago. 2K, the opposite. You've brought your modes to a point where there's a couple of things you need to tweak. No, fix your on-the-court shit. It's like the opposite with them, bro. It's crazy. It's like it's like this shit's not hard. It's, it's really not difficult, but they're not going to do it because, like I said, we've hit a wall as some gamers. We're at, we're at a wall, and we can't break through this wall because we're not in charge here. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, at the end of the day, you're just going to have to – I mean, if you're going to play these games, which I don't, I don't play any of these newer games – but if you go, if you're going to play these games, I, I feel like they just need to put an emphasis on what worked for us back then. When we played these games in the early 2000s, or when we played these games in the late 90s, when we played them on uh, very old systems, you were immersed with what was on, what was in the game, and the gameplay was there. But you know there was nothing else to keep you there because, uh, like you said, the play now is going to be but for so long. I remember playing the three-year franchise modes that was in the SNES games. You know, I remember playing a 30-year dynasty in 2K5 because when I was in school or when I was at work or whatever, I was ready to try to make that next transaction in, you know, my free agency or if I was going to make a trade or whatever. I wanted to see how the dynamic of my team changes when uh, I trade my left uh, my left guard for um, a, a, a lower-tier linebacker. How is my defense going to play? I mean, if you look at my stream that I did earlier today, it's literally what I was talking about, how, you know, what personnel actually mattered. Like, I, I honestly, the shortcomings of the Maddens of old or the NCAAs of old, I didn't even worry about the shortcomings of that game where there's no double team pass blocking or there's um, certain uh, running animations that, that wasn't there all the way or, you know, the stiff arm and the spin only works a certain way or, you know... I, I didn't care about all that because I was worrying about what the hell my second string is going to do against this defense. And but, it played but, out properly because everything was actually made sense. And that goes to the point I've been saying for years, and a lot of people aren't going to agree with this, but they're not like me. I always will say this. Give me the gameplay mechanics in the game. I'll concentrate on how they work with sliders and rosters. Right? And I do it with 2K, and that's how I get by with 2K. And, 2K, you know... Um, that that's why with with Madden it's so frustrating. It's like I can't do anything with franchise. I can't play a franchise. I can tweak the sliders and make the gameplay terrific. I can't put a franchise mode in there. 
So right. that's another reason why I would rather them emphasize modes, keep the gameplay where it is. I'll make sure the gameplay is on point to my liking and to the you know the aspect of realism with sliders. As long as you have the mechanics in the game, I can work on how often those mechanics work or don't work. Right. That's been proven. So right, DJ, you haven't said it much as all. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, because Bills has been mirroring everything I've been saying for the last I don't know how many years about gameplay. So that's why I've been sh- I've been nodding my head in full agreement because it's exactly what I've been saying the whole entire time. You know, including one time where I felt like I got bashed over the head with it by uh, Smitty, uh, some I think three years ago. But at the same time, um. I know I'm at the point where it's just like, you see me playing State of Decay 2, you see me pl- playing Scum, who's which is an early access game, but yep. you look at the gameplay, but you also look at what it immerses you into. Like, I'm playing Scum, and I'm literally, I could, you can, I've, I'm seeing all these, the, all the Scum content creators and the stories that they're able to amass from just either playing single player uh, survival or they're playing multiplayer, which I will be doing next. I think I'm comfortable enough to get do multiplayer in, in that game. And uh, oh, scum! By the way, it's a It's a it's a simulation. See, keyword simulation survival uh, crafting resource management game. They drop you off on the island. You pretty much gotta, you know craft your way to survive as long as you can i think that there's i don't think there's no like real story to it but it's that type of game where the gameplay matches the immersion and the mode that you're playing in and like this has been saying the whole entire time is that okay we're at a certain point in sports games where and and you pointed out uh, correctly that some people, they'll, some games like EA and Madden, they have it one way where they've been focused on gameplay, gameplay, play, gameplay, and maybe some other arcade-ish type modes, but the real mode that got brought them to the dance, they keep leaving that out in the dark. Then you got 2K that focuses on the modes outside their servers because they seem to not focus on their servers and, and mm-hmm. don't really... They address the game. Oh, I have a question. Has 2K servers really has been bad? I haven't nobody really yeah, talked about them in about two or three years. Bad. Even um uh, uh Shakedown years back. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, it's been years since people really been talking about the servers. Yeah, those. I'm like people. People probably don't want to talk about it because it's been ongoing for quite some time. So people have become numb to it. It's like the new norm. Like, oh yeah, I'm, 2K servers are messed up. So what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I I don't see how you be numb to that when online is so prevalent. It's a new that, norm. It's hard to be. It's a new norm. So it's either a problem or it's not. No, it is a problem. It It's a new norm to be numb to it. How could but, you be numb to something where you literally, if the servers like are bad, you can't play? It's just like some people who go out here and they accept the fact that Trump does what he does. Oh, that's no, just no, 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 no,
Yeah, that's understand. what I'm trying to figure out people because people think that way just because you don't think that no, way. No, I'm not. I'm not saying nobody's wrong, but I'm, I just wanted. I, I'm trying to figure out how somebody can be numb to something that's very vital to playing, and everybody's still playing online. You can be numb to it when you because it, 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 if, if it doesn't work, it don't work. Like, oh, they're not going to take care of it, so I'm just going to you know whatever. My, that's what I'm saying. Does it work or it's not? Because if it's not working, you can't be numb to that. No, but here's the thing. It's not it, it's not about it not working. It's about the level and the extent to which it works. It's about the fact that it hasn't improved to the point where it should be. It's not that it's unplayable. It's the fact that it's con- consistently inconsistent. Yeah, because yeah, you want to talk about bad servers. MLB the show servers are oh, 10 times worse than 2K servers and nobody talks yeah, about they it. They are. But, here, but, here, but here's the thing. With 2K, it... it, it, it it has interfered with offline play. That's reaching at this point. <laughs> Remember, I was having issues with their servers as far as my settings, my offline settings, because they will always, because whenever you would log on, it would reset your settings to default. Yeah, you know, I would constantly have to go back and change them. That was 2K20. Because, they, they like I said, like right this year, but still, that's come on. Because, like I said, like with 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 um, what you call it, the uh, the servers for MLB the show, you can't be numb to that. Those are horrible. They, you know that that's just something that. I mean, now two K, I don't think they're even close to being as horrible as MLB the show because you still have people like lots of people still playing online. So I'm not sure if is it that big of an issue as it was when it was two K fourteen, two K thirteen, two K twelve. I, I I was to think that it, it it's gotten better. Yeah, but note how you you have a level where you know it was bad, which was MLB the show, and then you're like, okay, well, 2K is not as bad. Well, people are looking at that as bad as you look at uh, MLB. So that's no, what I, I'm but but I'm saying that ML, MLB servers was like thirty times worse than 2K. I I, I don't think anybody can deny that. Well, those, those servers were absolutely horrible. Yeah, but again, not everybody plays MLB. So that's what I'm saying. Without having that experience with MLB, they look at 2K as, oh, those are terrible for the performance that they're expecting. What, let's talk about this gameplay thing for a second because another thing bothers me. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hone in on gameplay and you're going to claim you're emphasizing gameplay year in, year out, and you're just now in the process of fixing something that people have talked about for years with gameplay, deep safeties. How many times has that can been kicked down the fucking road? And they claim they were, they were focusing on gameplay. Well, wouldn't that be the top priority in gameplay? No, instead they want to redo the tackle system three, four times in a row. Redo the motion engine three, four times in a row. Meanwhile, people are like, yo, we just act for deep safeties. The game was fine in Madden 25. So that's right. my thing. If you're gonna claim, if you're gonna claim that you're focusing on gameplay, focus on the shit we bring up. Don't focus on the shit you think that you know should be improved. If you're focusing on gameplay based on our recommendation, then it should also be on our recommendation. Um, the things that we bring up, that's what you should be focusing on. Because if you were going so much on our recommendations, you would have fixed fucking franchise mode by now. So we don't want to hear shit about community feedback when you pick and choose when you want to use community feedback. People have been talking about deep safeties for years. 
And the issue is, pardon me, the issue is so much of the underneath coverage would be taken care of if the deep safeties played with a fucking brain. That's the issue. It's like they continue, we're going to fix how they play underneath and cover three. And meanwhile, the deep safeties are still shitty as hell. So it's like, that's my thing. It's like people have been talking about deep safeties for years. So if you're going to claim it's gameplay, 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 fix the shit that needs to be fixed in gameplay. Don't hang on to that. Don't add shit we didn't ask for that doesn't work. Then take it out. I mean, eh, whatever. Oh, I'm with you on that. Don't, totally don't, even get, don't even get me on 2K as far as they're fucking, they're, they're, we're going to keep adding strategies in that don't work and then also not really tell people about them this year. For those of you who haven't played Next Gen, there are a lot of new strategies they put in that don't work and they sound nice in theory, like dribble handoff defense and, you know, fast break defense. You can choose whether you want to, you know, pack the pain or get out to shooters. There's plenty of shit they've added, but it's like we didn't ask for that shit. We asked you to fix the passing and make sure that they had the same AI adjustments as current gen, and you gave us a bunch of shit that doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's the crazy thing about it. It's just like, eh, I don't know, bro. Like, like I said, give me, give me the modes. I'll figure out a way to make the gameplay work. So yeah, and, and and that and that's definitely where I am because I mean, I'm I, I play games that that clearly just you know that focus on the modes. NCAA 14 has a phenomenal, you know, they have a phenomenal uh, dynasty mode. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, I played you know NCAA 08, Madden 08. Their modes are phenomenal. Madden 25, yeah. it wasn't the best, but they they did what they were supposed to do uh, as far as the franchise modes. Like it, it's just not. None of these games really gives you what it needs. And 2K, I don't mind playing 2K, but it's just that I'm not I'm not vested in basketball like that anymore. Like I've been playing NBA Live, and I can deal with their franchise mode. It's it's very bare bones, but it works. But I've been playing NBA Live because of you know just hopefully that the next one comes out to be pretty good. So at the end of the day, I'm just you know just playing it, tuning it up, and hopefully it uh, you know the next one will be nice. I'm to the point. I'm to the point where it's like. How about for this generation? How about how about we go against the grain, and the way you balance your game out is, how about year to year you don't touch the fucking gameplay, mm-hmm. until you get franchise mode where it should be, and then we'll get back to that discussion about gameplay. How about that? How about how about we just you know since you you want to talk about your manpower? Okay, fine. Bring the no, same game great. you had. This year, as far as the gameplay is concerned, and focus on your fucking franchise mode. I want that. Now that's how you can balance shit out. I don't want anything about who oh, you have manpower. Put all the manpower towards franchise. I want that. You, you, you're hearing it from me first. I would. Yeah, I, I would love to I see would, that. I mean, I that's would the thing. love I mean, it. If if yeah. Madden twenty one, hell, even a Madden twenty, if they had a decent franchise mode, I I, I would be still playing that game. Yeah, let, let's see those reports. Let's see such and such was pulled from the gameplay department to work on franchise. Let's see that shit. Let's see. Yeah. I was about to say, more likely it's, it's like they let somebody go from the franchise department. Exactly. You, know, you don't hear exactly. about Josh Luma anymore. 
And then the same guy doing ratings is also doing franchise. That's why ratings come out fucked up, and that's why franchise comes out a shit show. I mean, you know, it's like it's like we're pulling all these guys, and we don't have the resources. Okay, well then take literally everybody and say, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna work on fucking franchise now, and we're gonna take the gameplay we have, which is in a great spot, and we're gonna put it in the game for next year. Cause newsflash, 2K's been doing it for a while now. So, There's okay. nothing that they're doing that's recreating the wheel year to year as far as the gameplay is concerned. They might make it seem like it. They're really not. Let's be honest. Whenever 2K talks about gameplay, what are their main focuses? Changing fucking controls. How many times have we seen that literally been the basis of gameplay for an entire blog? Well, we moved the – we brought back canned – size ups this year. That's our big gameplay addition for you. Oh, we fixed the shot blocking, which come on, really? You changed the mapping of the hands to the ball? You know what I'm saying? They try to make it seem like this shit is groundbreaking, when really once they get to my league, you see all this new shit. New shit. Like, all of it is like brand new. Hey, we heard you guys wanted blank. Here it goes. We heard you guys wanted summer league. Here it is. So, do the same shit in Madden. So simple. Hmm. So simple. Stop listening to these people who make it seem like, you know, gameplay is, you know, Madden 11-ish. Come on, bro. Those people are delusional. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing you would like to see. But, I mean, the, the problem is, is the suits, man. They, they, they want to give these guys all these this new features and all this gameplay. They put all this money into the wrong places. And I mean, that's one thing that I've been worried about for the longest. Like, why are we putting money in certain areas that don't need it? But, you know, they continue to do it. And it, it kind of sucks because at the end of the day, you know, you want the game to replicate what you have as the sport. It doesn't even matter if it's on the court or off the court. It's just it, it needs to replicate what you see when you're watching the game, when you hear about it on ESPN, when you hear about it on Fox Sports, when you hear about these transactions or you hear about franchise moves and this, that, and the third. You know, that should be a part of the game. Like, it's there, but it's, it's like, so bland, it don't even feel like it carries any weight. You know, it's, it's almost as if... It's almost as if they want to do so little to franchise mode. Yeah, they do. That maybe, just maybe, they can say that they overlook the feedback of franchise mode entirely because it's so bad, nobody played it. Because when you go and type in Madden 21, you don't see people criticizing the franchise mode. You didn't see it until it was a trend, right? The reason is because it's in such a boring state, people don't even touch it anymore. But you know and, what, though? Honestly, you say people don't touch it. It's still one of the, if not the the number one or the number them. two most um, played mode in the game. That's what they That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us. But is that true? I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is either, but that's what they say. Because I, I think it's easily the online aspect. But the online know, aspect but, in all these games are the most played part of part of the games and, 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 and anybody tell you different is their line and they use those they use those statistics to justify why they don't have to work on it exactly, See, and exactly. It's funny, it should be the other way around this is why you because they use that same logic they flip that logic for for mud it's because a lot of people eat play well the key thing is, and they spend money on that mode why they improve that year in and year out and even some of the mud guys complain about some of the stuff that they don't 
get it. So it's just But that's like, the point you know, I'm making, bro. It's almost as if they're like, well, look, if, if we don't address it after a while, you know, the suits will only see the feedback that is for gameplay because that is what everybody can, you know, that's what everybody can speak on, right? They, you know, well, the Mutt guys don't play franchise, so we're not going to see that feedback. And the Sim guys won't touch franchise because it's shitty. So when we look at the feedback, all we'll see is gameplay. And I think that's I think that's the strategy they're going with. Let's drown out all the franchise feedback with gameplay feedback and convince you that all the complaints are about gameplay until this random, you know, hashtag comes along and then we'll give you some, you know, some bullshit spiel and we'll shut you up again. Yeah, because the thing is, um, about the gameplay, that's the first thing most people uh, touch when when it comes to play the game. People want to get on the game and play football. And if the gameplay improvements are there, a lot of people would just say, oh, that's good enough. But people don't realize, like, the franchise mode is like, you know, I ain't going to say for most people, but for me in general, like, that would keep me wanting to play. I mean, outside of us, right? Just ask a typical person walking down the street, you know, how's Madness here? Is it any good? What's the first thing they're going to point to? They're going to start talking about gambling. If you meet a person out on the street that the first thing they say is, nah, you know, Madden's like low-key shit this year. Oh, why? Well, fuck, they didn't touch the franchise mode. You, you, the, 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 the odds of you running into a person like that are so minute. Right, and that's what I think they're going off of. That's why some, some people, those, some people, <laughs> some people literally not play Madden just because something in the game's not working. They can care well, less about the mode. And here's the most important thing: when they talk about franchise being played, they've never differentiated between offline and online franchise. They've just said franchise. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of people playing online franchises. Of course. That's the only way they can kind of feel like, in a way, they're playing in a living, breathing league. But what are the statistics for offline franchises? They never differentiate. They always say franchise mode and leave it at that. So let's hit the statistics for offline franchise. We never will. We never will. All right. No, you're right. I mean, that, and I think that's the main thing when you talk about the future of these games. You know exactly where they're going. They're going into a place where... You you literally just not gonna be uh you're not gonna be in tune to find out what happens with these modes. We're gonna to continue to see more gameplay stuff. Until they find money into franchise mode, then that's when they're gonna start making improvements. There's no money in franchise mode, so they're not gonna make any improvements. This is where I say myself, I'll continue to play these games if they would was to do it. If not, what you saw me do on um Twitch today that's exactly what i'll be doing i'll play the older games and actually have real personnel decisions i actually have real issues to deal with when the crowd is loud and i don't know what to do to change the play that's the stuff that i like where it's where it's a real strategy i personally i can give two shits if the gameplay is top notch if i have to deal with that type of strategy to win a game that that's just me you know you know uh gameplay don't have to be a plus I, I can deal with B gameplay if the the strategy of the game is respected, where ma- where matchups are respected, where you know immersion is res- uh, respected. I'll take a B B plus. Hell, I even take a B minus gameplay over that any day, because if I have B plus game uh if I have B plus uh gameplay and I have B plus immersion, I'm winning compared to A plus gameplay and C minus immersion. 
or if I have, you know, A plus, you know, immersion and, you know, like C minus gameplay, I'll probably tolerate that longer than any other, you know, I'll probably tolerate it for about a month and I'll be done because I, I need that strategy. The strategy is what carried me more than just having, you know, wonderful gameplay because wonderful gameplay is the same situation I'm in with, you know, Madden right now. The gameplay is, is pretty good, but there's no strategy in what the hell I'm doing. You know, the other issue is like for, for a lot of people, B plus gameplay to one person is, you know, an F to another person. Right. And I think. Well, that's the same with immersion. I agree. That's the same thing with immersion. Some people are immersion with Madden 21 right now. And we're looking at them like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, because the thing is B plus gameplay can be looked at two ways. Like, like, what are you basing it on? Are you basing it on what you watch on Sunday? Are you basing it on what we've seen in video games in the past? Because in my opinion, as far as the Madden gameplay, I can't say that it's an NF based on what we've seen in the past. And I think a lot of people change their scale up to fit their agenda. Because to me, I'd say based on what we see today, Madden's gameplay is about a B. Based on what it should be, it's about a C. But the thing is, unfortunately, we can only grade it based on what we've seen and what we want it to be if it means that franchise mode will be lifted up, right? Because, you know, that's really what it comes down to is like, okay, well, like, is this game, is this game good enough to where I have to make adjustments on the fly? Everything in the game works at, you know, about an 85 to 90%, you know, rate where no bullshit is happening. And then from there, if those two things are true, then you move on to the modes. That's me, right? 2K. Is everything working 90, 95% of the time, 85 to 90% of the time? Okay. Do I have to adjust on the fly? Is there adaptive AI? Okay, if that's true, then from that point, you know, focus on the modes. And that's, I think, where people disagree. Some people think the gameplay is at 50, right? Those are more their expectations than, you know, reality. Well, I mean, I mean I, I, yeah. I, my thing is I cannot I cannot compromise my gameplay off of another person's opinion because, like I said, I play certain games right now. They're looking at me like, what the hell are you streaming? Why are you playing that game? And I think it's, you know, I think it's an A-plus game, and I'm enjoying myself. But you'll say you the know. game, the game itself is A-plus. But when you start compartmentalizing it, that's when it gets to be... Okay, well, what should be, what should be a, you know, what should be the, where should the effort go? Because, like I said, yeah, you can call Madden's gameplay B plus on next gen. I'll even call it maybe an A minus, right, with sliders and things like that. But that means if we can, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I saw that. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was his son, but I know when they, he was up there, I don't know if he hit something by accident. Probably forced him to be there. Yeah, but my I'll son, my say... son kicked me out on accident. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, so if, so if you know, if we can all agree that the gameplay is at least at a B, 
And everybody that plays offline can agree the franchise is at an F. Mm-hmm. Then we all need we all know what direction the game needs to go. The yeah, but is, we all. I mean, what are you talking about? We all just us three. But but, but no, no, I'm saying I'm saying in the community, everybody who played next. Oh boy, which, which community are you talking able, about? Well, I'm talking about the logical community. But but that's, what, but that's what that's what I'm saying. I think everybody with an open mind that is honest with themselves could say that Madden's gameplay is anywhere between a C plus and a B, right? So if that's the case, and everybody that's an offline gamer can pretty much for the most part agree as the franchise is F, then we know what direction the game needs to go. I think I think most people who aren't trolling or just plain being contrarian can agree that Madden's gameplay is anywhere between a C plus and a B minus. Or I should say a C plus and a B plus. So if it falls anywhere between there, we know where the franchise mode is. So that I mean fuck. Fix it. Period. Well, no, and I think, I think, I, like I said, like, well, we don't see any issue with the, the, the franchise because you know we play against humans. Well, shit, we're not talking to you. Right, and then I think that's the problem. I think once they get the franchise mode together, you know, I'll go back to playing. And but I, I, I think when you're looking at the future of these games, I mean, a lot of them there is not an, uh, is not a. Uh, a fiscal responsible thing to do they're not making money off of it so the, the day that they actually do it i'll be highly surprised and the day that they do it i believe that they're going to be trying to nickel and dime us to have that mode and i, and I think that's just where it is yeah that's unfortunate you know yeah it, it really is but i mean to be honest that's you know uh, you wonder yeah. why all these other modes get all this money and all Wait. this stuff they either got to deal with somebody to get this mode on point like like the yard the yard the, you, you don't put any money into the yard but look who's on the yard look who's out there doing ask, superstar they're, they're making money off of it i gotta ask enough a question so when you say the game is not good this is what i go back to is it not good based on your expectations is it not good based on real life or is it not good based on what you've seen before and that, I think I think it's basically it's his opinion to be honest. He said no, but, it in his but, humble but, opinion. No, but no, but what I'm saying is, what is it based off of? Is it based off his expectations? Is it based on what we've seen in past games, or is it based on what we see in real life? Because that's important. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for him because I'm pretty sure you're going to say something, but a lot of people who have the sentiments of mine not being good, I think it's because they see these bugs in the game or they see something happen in the game or the game just don't play out for them when they're playing it. Uh, and, I mean, to me, I, I think it's a pretty decent game. It's just that, like I said, I'm just playing a game-by-game game basis. I don't feel like I'm building a team. I don't feel like I'm running a franchise. I don't feel like I'm doing any of that. And, you know, to me... uh. I don't think it's all good when I get a 20-yard gain that actually feels like a 20-yard gain. You know, that, that I mean, that's not a win for me because at the end of the day, I may get a W, but that week one schedule when I get a W and I got to look at my rival and they get a W, it it just doesn't mean anything because the entire franchise mode just is so hollow. But so a, a, window just, a win don't mean anything. But my thing is, and DJ can attest to this, and I'll fully admit it, I said NBA 2K21 current gen was not a good game. But why did I say it wasn't a good game? Based on my expectations of the leap it would take. Right. Does that mean that... That I, I, I wasn't... Does, it, does that mean that in reality the game 
was in a bad place as far as how it operated? No, because I said NBA 2K20 was a good game. And that's what I'm saying. If you expect the game to take a, take a leap and it doesn't, that means that you're saying the game's not good as a result because of your expectations. Not because of what's happened in the past, not because of real life. That That's my thing. You know what? Neff just made a really good point right here, and I didn't read the whole thing, but the first part really caught me. He said, I shouldn't have to play older games at this point, but EA has dropped the ball, and I'm tired of very tiny steps with no major improvements. That's the issue. Now, I will say that definitely in the modes, definitely. I shouldn't have to be playing older games either. I should have the same type of immersion in these newer games that I have in the older games. I literally have storylines for players that are fictional in these older games. Madden don't even it don't even feel like that because everybody on that game feels hollow even the players that they're supposed to be replicating Pat Mahomes don't even feel like Pat Mahomes they give you an x-factor or some like superstar trait to make it feel that way at least on the older games they naturally felt like who they were I have a backup freshman quarterback I don't even know if who is is still in the in the chat complimentary sports is here I have a backup quarterback that actually feels and plays different from my starter quarterback on NCAA 08 that should be the case in Madden, and it doesn't feel that way. That's a big about, problem. The thing about that is his comment kind of proves my point about what I was saying because, you know, he says here, I'm tired of the very tiny steps, no major improvements. Some people can look at Madden and say that Madden doesn't need any major, major improvements gameplay-wise. So they're not going to grade the game based on its improvement. They're going to grade it on the actuality of the game. And that's why I think nobody will – I don't think people will ever agree on the place where Madden is, gameplay-wise. That's, um, that's the point of making. Designed by Will says another thing. I'll stick the older games, Madden 19, NCAA 18, whatever that is, and NCAA 14. I'm on franchise mode on all of them. I can fix sliders and enjoy it right. Yeah, exactly. I have sliders in NCAA 14, and like I said, once again, so even in my dynasty – people who don't want to touch sliders. And, and even in – like I said, even in my dynasty mode on NCAA 14, I have an issue where my starting quarterback, which is a 94, is getting outplayed by a, a sophomore quarterback that is a 73. He just fits the team better. And that's a chess match in itself on trying to figure out how I'm going to deal with this in the offseason. And Madden, you don't even... I'm not like I said, I'm not even talking about gameplay. I'm just talking about the strategic part of it. Like I said, if the gameplay is like a B, B+, I can deal with everything else long as is the mode and feel like playing that mode feel like it carries weight. I don't need the top-notch gameplay. I just need a gameplay that's good enough that makes sense when I'm playing the game. No wonky craziness is going on. And when I have to make personnel decisions, I feel like I'm the GM. I feel like I'm the owner. I feel like I'm the coach. You don't feel that in, in, in the football game today. And that's the problem. And that's just me personally, because if you're going to play a football game, you need to play football as well as have the personnel or the actual whole aspect of running a football team. Unless if you just want to make a play now game. And if that's the case, just make a play now game. Then, you know, yeah. that, that's the main problem. That, that's the that's a serious problem with these like I'm, I'm not sitting here talking about oh Madden's trash and these gameplay fixes or issues I want to play the sport that I see on Sundays and I don't want to just play on the court or on the field I want to play the 100% total you know aspect of it these games are, are sophisticated enough to do so because they done it on three sometimes a four generation year old hardware why you can't do that now is beyond me it's ridiculous well, I mean, that's that's really what happens when 
folks can't agree on where the game currently is Game Boy was. And it goes yeah, back and, to what and, and that's the thing. And you know what, to be honest, what me and DJ have been saying. You're right. It should not be something where these people can't agree, so we're going to do this. It should be done. It should be. Like, if you're going to tell us that you're making something that's replicating the sport, do it. It should not have to be, oh, we need to wait till somebody say something. Unless if you put something in the game that's completely broken, and then you have to fix it. I get it. But let's say, oh, we're not going to deal with this because, yo, the franchise mode could be where it is. Just make stuff matter in the franchise mode. If you do that, then you you probably got me wanting to play the game again. But nothing matters. Relocation. You know, like, um, there's a part in Madden 21 franchise. Oh, I'm feeling kind of down. I need to get this done. If I get this type of, um, if I get two or three sacks in the game and it'll boost my morale, you do it and it doesn't matter because the morale may boost, but the player don't even change. Their attitude don't even change. Like none of that matters. Like there's no strategic in making players happy. It, it, those are the things that I'm talking about. It's, it's not just, you know, uh, the gameplay is a problem or people are feeling this way damn what they say replicate the game Re replicate what we see on espn replicate what we see in these franchises and then let them complain about everything else are you trying to get out son why did I you mean, close the door i mean bro they've fallen into the trap of developing their game on twitter and that's the problem they need to get off twitter they did it before they need to do it again uh, one of them did you know he already. You know he had all the people tabulating the data and, and reporting to him without him having to do it himself. I mean that's what it comes down to. They're they're developing the game, and we we've said this for years. It's like we shouldn't have to tell you what simulation is. We shouldn't have to tell you what should go into franchise mode. It's not preference. It's reality. There are certain things that are in the NFL that happen in the NFL, and your standard. And we said this for years. Your standard should not be our standard. Your standard should be football. Your standard right. should be real-life football. Right. As far as franchise, your standard should be the real-life NFL. So if you don't have three you know why? You know why NCAA 14 don't get that much flack? Because they capture that college atmosphere from recruiting to what's on the field, the the, the stadiums, the, the player motion emotions. You know, uh, the, uh, the only thing they don't have in that game is suspensions. But NCAA 14 captures college football in every way on and off the field. That's why people still like to play that game. But that's Madden has yet to capture that ever since that game came out. But that and that's the thing. And you know what? They're not they're not listening to nobody. They didn't listen to nobody when making that. You know, NCAA never listened to anybody. They just captured the college atmosphere and told you here, if there are any problems in the game, let us know. Now they're doing it backwards. They're doing it, they're doing it completely backwards. Part of it is the fact that you have people who are making this game based on their perception of what the NFL is versus their experience of what the NFL is. And that that's another main issue is if you're developing a game based on what the NFL is, ignoring what people quote-unquote want – in the game as far as gameplay want in the game as far as the NFL that's my thing it's like people are asking for things that are the standard so they shouldn't have to want them they should be in because 
they are the standard. Three team trades are in NBA 2K, not because we wanted it. It's in it because that's what happens in the NBA. That's a standard. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's in the game. But you know what that does for people who play uh, uh, my league, like DJ? That brings a le- level of strategy that if he wants to build his team. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It, to me, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people that, that has to like necessarily say, hey, the gameplay needs to be this, gameplay needs to be that. Yo, y'all know what games I play. I don't play all these extrava- extravagant games that have like all this stuff that needs to be bells and whistles on the field. It just needs to work properly. And if it works properly, even with the the omission of certain animations or whatever, it just needs to work properly. You give me where after a game is over and now I have to face another team and I know that team's going to play the game differently or they're going to play within their personnel. So I have to worry about this player or that player. Or I have to worry about this quarterback carving me up. I That, that, that makes me want to play again because I played San Francisco one week. They play a certain way. Then I'm gonna play the Cardinals the next week. They play different. That right there alone, because of the way their schemes are set up or wherever their coaches, whatever they do, that would make me want to play the game again. That'll make me want to think about while I'm on whatever I need to do throughout the day. When I get back, oh shit, I gotta worry about Kyler Murray now. I have to worry about this. Like with Madden, it's like we are worrying about just gameplay fixes, not differentiation of players. In, but, in, in, but that's the thing. It's like, it's like once again. I mean, if you're developing a a quote unquote simulation game, it's not up for debate. What simulation is not up for debate? It's what happens on Sunday. There's no, there's no debate of. Is it simulation for a snap to go over somebody's head? That's not a debate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> Mr. Ham said Bill's but, calling from Saturn. In his- <laughs> but no, I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's, it, you know, that shit like that's not up for debate, bro. No, no, like, I, I got you. No, you're right. It, and, 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 and that's the, and, you know, that's the problem with, that's the problem with these games is like, you don't have that. Those are the things that are that are missing. Like, I'm I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, I said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think gameplay is like the real issue. People that have the gameplay issues or they're happy with the gameplay, those are the guys that have plays the game in spurts. They're going to play online. They want to make sure everything is good when they play against their buddies. That's cool. And if it's if it's working good enough for me, I'm good. Now, when I'm playing the game, why when I play against you know the Falcons? I feel like I'm playing the same team when I play against the Dolphins. You know, why? Like, like with DJ. DJ don't have this issue in 2K because when he plays different teams in this my league, it's a different experience. But that's because that's because they're not sitting around debating some jackass on Twitter about what simulation and should go into their my league. Because they already know. And after that point, it's your choice to play it or not play it. They're not about to sit here and debate with you about that shit. Have you seen one single My League debate about what's sim and not sim in My League? No. It comes right. out and people play it. Period. 
It should be the same shit with gameplay. It comes out and people play it or don't play it. Don't sit here and have this penis measuring concept. Well, I played in NFL. Well, I coached in... I think I think the thing another thing about gameplay that gets convoluted. A lot of people look at gameplay and it's not necessarily gameplay. It's something wrong with it. They want a certain play to play out a certain way, and when it doesn't, they think it's something wrong with the game. And they don't even know how the play is supposed to turn out, which is the worst part. They want to sit there and tell people about you know, well, you know, why 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 didn't this lineman block this guy? And then you start explaining the blocking scheme, and it's like, oh, that's why. And then right. also another aspect that I keep throwing in there, and people like, like they get perplexed when they hear it. It's like, how do you throw human error into a video game? They don't want it. You miss a block. A guy may fly across his face, but there's a case where wait a minute, wait a minute. It it's so stupid. How do you throw human element in a video game? Or what? What is AI? Error. But, yeah. but bro, yeah. they don't... That's no, I'm just saying, what is AI? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like... No, when you have no. AI and their awareness is down, what do you they, think that What do you think that aspect of AI is going to be? They don't want Human that. error. They don't want that. They don't want that. They want, they want the AI to play the play according to how it's supposed to be played every single time. Regardless of the situation, that's how they want it. And that's the issue. That's... You know, and it's funny because that's why that debate back in the day, unfortunately, even oh, though right. it was a tie, was stupid about the pocket forming. When everybody's like, "Oh, it's supposed to form in this perfect you," I was like, "Yeah, they think oh, like 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 your like your right guard is not that is not the best pass blocking guard in the world, so that that pocket might be messed up because you don't have the personnel." There are people, there are people on the line that are going to give way more than the others. Like you, just and said. what they don't get, what they don't, they really don't get, is that so much of how a pocket forms starts with the angles at which those defenders are pass rushing mm -hmm. and that is a big part of how the pocket forms and like you said more push than others it also depends whether they're stunting or not it yeah, depends like on it depends on whether a blitz is coming there's a lot of things to consider when a pocket is forming like so I'm when, a, when, yeah when apex you no, can draw that line behind the line and try to draw the diagram like, look at how straight this is it's like well bro it's not impossible that that would happen if there is a line that is getting woofed up front Sometimes that is what the pocket looks like. Right, that's We've what Tom seen Brady sees half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, you know, it's like, like, why would you, like, why would you try to, why would you try to make a four, uh, a perfect pocket against a forty-six defense? Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. The alignment. The alignment. That's what I'm saying. The alignment should dictate the pocket. The the, the play that they're running should dictate the pocket. How about? How about we use common sense as far as blocking the guy that's the biggest threat? Let's start out with that yeah. and work right. our way down. All right, exactly. But they don't get that. They don't like that. They don't even get that. That's the thing. Certain people that play this game don't even get that as a common theme of, okay, literally this is about blocking the biggest threat to rushing the passer. That's literally – what this is about at the end of the day. You can talk about blocking schemes on run plays, and that gets a bit more complicated. But when you're protecting a quarterback, and unless there is a designed double team against a guy, it literally is 
block the biggest threat to the quarterback at that given point. Yep. That's it. Well, I, say, I, say, I think at the end of the day, I think that's where the, the, the main focus is going to be, and that's where it's going to stay. It's just like I don't, I don't, I don't see where it's going to change. I mean, we can continue to talk about it in um, – you know, two developers or whatever the case may be, we could talk about it amongst themselves ourselves. But when we really look at the situation until it's monetized, I don't think it's going to be anything further than that. I mean, we've seen this for 14, almost 15 years now. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to fool myself thinking this generation is going to be anything different. Shoot, no, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt. And just to wrap, to bring it to overall sports games, that's just going to be the trend. They're going to do what they feel like doing because it's based on the plan that they already have in place. The only modifications come if there's enough of an out, out, like outrage about maybe a specific thing, and even then that will be done at a at a rate that that's incremental. So yeah, I mean, we saw that. People, so people like me will wind up playing other games outside the sports genre like i play scum so right i mean dude, I, you're exactly right i mean i've been playing other games i've been playing monster hunter world i've been right. playing kof 13 i've been playing cyberpunk 2077 it's like i mean that's just how it's going to be until they can actually find a way i feel personally to make money off of it because like you said with the outrage uh when they did the whole situation with um the fixed franchise mode thing you see how slow they're working to get that done we We're still it. talking about Madden 22 after something that happened this past summer, last year. We called it. You know, so. I, I don't have anything else. So y'all want to add anything else? Or y'all want to talk about something? Or y'all uh, y'all good? I mean, we're past the two-hour mark. I mean, I mean, what y'all got? I'm good for it. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm actually debating whether I... No, I'm going to go ahead and, and do my normal stream on Wednesday. This is tomorrow's inauguration day. All this stuff is going to be pumping, circumstances going to be happening in D.C., even though I'm out here in Columbia, but still. Uh, right. So. I don't know if I'm going to stream. I don't know if I'm going to stream late, again later on the night. I've been streaming pretty much all day. I may continue to stream. I find something in here to stream because I've been enjoying it, and it's been good. Um, as far as tomorrow, definitely going to be streaming tomorrow to get people mind off of that, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the uh, inauguration, you know, you're having a 46th president. That's great. Uh the quote unquote democracy is moving right along, but um, I I, I thank everybody who uh, came through once again. I mean, we had a pretty good crowd, a lot of feedback. Um, as far as uh, what's been on deck, uh, Smitty came through. Appreciate you. State of franchise sports, complimentary sports. Uh, I don't know who another one is, but I appreciate you. Uh, let's see, Neff is here once again. Appreciate you, spectacular Pooh, Mister Ham, Jared Green. Uh, who else? Quayface is always here. Appreciate the you as well. Uh, I think that is everybody. All right, that is cool. Um, remember at the bottom of the ticker that I pot that I put on the uh, on the uh, bottom of the screen, the podcast will be moving next Tuesday, which is the twenty sixth. It will be on Twitch. No, don't fret though, because the um podcast will be uploaded. It will be uploaded to this channel later on um, after we go live. So, um, but if you want to catch us live, it will be on the Twitch channel. And if you haven't already, I've put um, I'm starting to put more content on this channel as far as what I've done on Twitch. Uh, I did the Madden um, stream. That's over here. I just uploaded that not too long ago, and it's going to be pretty much the same type of format. I I um, went live over there, and I just exported it and uploaded it over here on this channel. So starting on the 26th, um, 
I will be, uh, we will be over there. I will put a notification on this, uh, on the YouTube side if people forget that we'll be over there. So, um, once again, thank everybody. Um, we do have our Teespring link, Patreon, all that stuff is in the description. My channel, VF Baller, is on Twitch. And, um, everybody else here has a Twitch channel too. They'll be talking about there shortly. And, uh, DJ, what you got? All right. So, you guys can catch me over at Twitch, EVO325. Uh, we'll be streaming. I think I'm going to stream earlier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to eight o'clock because even ten o'clock. <laughs> I man, I'm t- I feel like I'm tired when I get to that point. So I'm gonna get move- old. Whatever. I am the oldest, <laughs> but I'm the best. So anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway but we're, we're gonna stream at 8 p.m eastern standard time tomorrow uh what the fuck just happened more than, i will be talking about the inauguration and i will be come here. you know and i think anything else that may pop come up here. i may even talk about I'll the story of the game that you know folks had a question about earlier about the game scum i will talk about that a little bit more just get get, get everybody familiarized with that game because i'm telling you if you have a pc this game is available on steam i i don't know if they have another place where they sell it but it's a good game and i definitely recommend it it's in early access so the fact that it's that good and it's drawing me away from the sports games, hello everybody it's doing the job so and then you can follow me on twitter dj81 and uh yeah thanks for stopping by and uh we had some good topics today so. yeah, it wasn't too bad at all i agree bills what you got uh the answer designs by will's question no i'm in massachusetts i'm in boston massachusetts um boston. yeah shout out to everybody that came through got a couple new people in here always welcome um definitely some good interaction in the chat as always I remember a time when there wasn't such good interaction <laughs> in the chat. But um, we've definitely made it past that, so that's great. Um, remember to follow the IG page at First and Frame Rates. Uh, that is the official IG page for the First and Frame Rates channel or uh, First and Frame Rates podcast, I should say. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Okay, yeah, so that's going to be it. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know if I'm going to be here Thursday. You know, the, the funeral is Thursday, so I don't know. Uh, um, if anything, um, I'll probably still be in Georgia at the time. I'll take my iPad just in case. Um, if you guys decide to do the podcast, that's cool. Uh, I'll probably just jump in or whatever, or I'll just probably do the podcast through my iPad. It totally depends on how I feel doing that day. I'm not making any guarantees, but I will make an attempt because I already don't – don't try to talk me out of it. I already thought. I already thought about it through, within myself. So I, I may do it. I may not. Just depends on how I feel. But definitely, we'll be back on Tuesday on Twitch. So you guys, um, you know, I'll see you guys then. And uh, other than that, you know, we're good. I'm gonna put this little one to bed. Do you see him behind me? Look at him. He's, he's on the on the arm of the chair. Look at him. Yeah, already got you kicked off the podcast. Yeah, look at him. He's ten thirty. He's almost ten thirty, and he's he's up here just you know. He won't go to bed until I, I wind down. So I'll probably yeah, wind down for a little bit and he'll go to sleep. Time, not mine. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once he winds down, once I get him wind down, then I'll probably be back. Uh, if not, y'all will see me tomorrow morning. I'll be back streaming. All right, y'all. You guys be easy. Yeah, Bill, um, Smitty, I will be streaming the Madden 08. I definitely will continue to do that. All right. Um, I'm about to get up out of here. You guys be easy. 
and you guys be blessed be safe and i'll see you we'll see you guys on tuesday or maybe thursday we'll see all right guys peace peace fuck your breeze damn hey man don't do that to that man <laughs> <laughs>